The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball. Today's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 330-830-9760. The Apple Creek Bank. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. PNC Bank. The Fredericksburg American Legion. Clayzak Kitchens. Yoder Builders. And also by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Shout Brothers Farms. And the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Waynedale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball is a presentation of Ultimate Sports Talk. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. Good afternoon, everyone. Live from Huntington Park in Columbus, Ohio. It is Division Three State Championship Baseball this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Glad to have you along today. I'm Dave Mitchell, and along with Greg Mitchell, we are going to be bringing you this afternoon's state title game between the Wingdale Golden Bears at 26-5 and on the year. Winners yesterday over Clear Fork in the state semifinals, 6-3, to taking on the number one team in the state of Ohio in Division Three, the Highland Hawks, 29-2 and on the year, and the Hawks come in after their victory yesterday over... Wheelersburg by a score of three to nothing. Greg Mitchell joining us here this afternoon. Greg, as an alumni of Waynedale High School, I think you would say that this is one of these once-in-a-lifetime occurrences that, boy, you can really appreciate once you get here. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think this is one of those times where uh, you just got to take a take a moment to appreciate where you are. Uh, you know, these these guys have really fought hard throughout the playoffs and throughout the regular season to do such a such a fantastic job on the field and off the field as uh, as really good uh, young men. But uh, you know, as an alum, I, I think it just really calls to to uh, show. Look at uh, look at all the the I, I, I can look out into the the third base uh, line here and I see all these uh, fantastic former players that you know none of these guys have ever been in this situation. This is a, a once in a lifetime thing and and you really have to appreciate it. For those you know a lot of teams uh, may have have been here before, but but for Wayndale that's not the case. And this is just a great thing for uh, for the school and for the fans and and. Uh, all the all the current students and, and athletes that, that go to Wayndale High School. Well, this one, of course, is the dream matchup that everybody wanted to see. This is the one that, you know, 15 miles apart, Greg, is what Highland and Wayndale are. This is the closest, according to Aaron Dorkson, of any state championship title game since the girls' basketball game years ago between West Holmes and Orville. But it just, when you look at these two schools, they are so identical, yet they are so different, and there are nine of 19 players on the Wayndale roster right now that have actually played with some of these players from Highland. So this game, even though it's totally new to both teams playing in this kind of environment and against this opponent, there's a, an air of familiarity about it. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's always interesting, you know, being a former player, you always look for these types of rivalries to be, uh, you know, very similar to like a Waynedale Triway. Uh, but in this situation, these guys have never played each other before this season, uh, and it's not a regularly scheduled game. But for them, for those that have grown up together, uh, there's going to be a lot of familiarity to them. So it should make for a really good game, game today. This, this is going to be fun. What I said yesterday that. The OHSAA has done what the athletic directors at Highland and Waynedale could not do, and that's bring these two teams together to play. Waynedale comes into this game winners of 19 of their last 20. Marcus Schlebaugh made that happen yesterday, even though he didn't have his best stuff. He still battled and ran his record to 10-0 with the win. That means Evan Reidenbaugh gets the call today, and if he runs into trouble, according to Justin McDowell, it's Bobby Bullpen, and that includes Marcus Schlebaugh, should they need him. The Bears yesterday in their victory, they were down one to nothing, entering the sixth against Clearport with Colton Purdy coming up, two men on, Colton came to the plate. Coming set is Sheriff, the one-two delivery to Colton Purdy, swung on, fly ball left field, that'll do it, it's going to burn, it's going to go all the way to the fence, and it'll bounce up against the fence, coming home is Weaver, rounding third is Fidel, he'll score, Purdy's going to round second, he's going to go into third with a triple! Oh, and it goes go high to third base. Go! And, it, go! and now, Justin McDowell held Purdy at third. Purdy hit it over the head of Marandino in left field, and the Bears have taken the lead at 2-1. to one. Going celebrated a little too soon, but that throw to third was errant. Went all the way to the backstop. Nobody was there to get it. If he would have been paying attention, he could have scored on that and made it 3-1. to one. But what a job by Colton Purdy. You know, you're just looking for a fly ball to score the runner at third. And he puts a charge into it and burns the left fielder and ends up getting a triple out of it. Clearfort came back with two runs of their own in the bottom half of the sixth to take the lead when Schlebaugh ran into unusual control problems. Then in the seventh, the Bears did what they've made a habit of in tournament play. They came back in a big way. Two and two to count to Weaver. The wind... And the pitch swung on and lined into left center field for a base hit. Right over the shortstop Boyer's head. Weaver's on it first with a single. Reidenbaugh has got two hits today. And the pitch to Reidenbaugh. He bunts it right out back to the mound. Sheriff's going to pick it up, throw to first base in time. And Weaver goes to second. Now Sheriff up on top of the hill. Shane Weaver. Now they're just going to intentionally walk Weaver. So rather than pitch to Weaver, they will just intentionally walk him. That sets up the double play. And after a base hit by Aaron Spidell, loaded the bases. Clearfork went with a change in pitchers to Lane Belcher. And Marcus Schlebaugh came to the plate. And the pitch swung on. Lined into left field. It'll go down the line. Picked up by the left fielder, Maradino. Coming home is Weaver from third. He's going to come in to score. And the Bears take the lead at four to three. On the base hit down the left field line by Mr. Clutch, Marcus Schlebaugh. And that's that's one of the reasons. Not only his pitching, but what he's done in the field and at the plate as well this year. That's the reason why he's the league MVP. Um, again, as you said, he, he's just clutch. Colton Purdy is up. Purdy had the triple to give the Bears the lead in the last inning. He's one for three. Three and one the count to Purdy. Spidell at second. Schlebaugh at first. One down. The pitch swung on and grounded to third. Goes right underneath the glove of Ock. Rounding third is Spidell. He's going to come home. Here's the throw from left field. Spidell is in safely. Rounding third. 
and holding right there will be Schlebaugh, and going into second on the throw is Purdy. Back-to-back base hits by Purdy, and the Bears lead it now 5-3. to three. The Bears added another run to make it 6-3, to three, and then it was up to Schlebaugh to close out the game. The 0-1, swung on, fly ball, left field. That's got a juice, but Weaver has got a beat on it. He's under it. He's got it, and the Bears are in the state championship game tomorrow at 4. The dream matchup is a reality. It's going to be Highland and Waynedale in the state championship game for Division Three, And that brings us to today. Highland is the number one ranked team in the state, as we said. They are 29-2 and on the year. They got here with their 3 nothing win yesterday behind their ace, Eric Mullet. Mullet ran his scoreless inning streak to a state record 109 innings after that shutout, but he threw over 100 pitches, so he's doubtful in relief for today. So that leaves it up to Mitch Massaro, who's 5-0 and and a 0.92 ERA. Greg, you played with Matt, his brother. That's quite an athletic family. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, you know, that's one of the things you can always count on, that a uh, Massaro will be uh, there for the clutch. And, and so it's exciting to see him uh, take the mound today. And, of course, he's the cousin of the opposite number. Evan Reidenbaugh here today. Tom Gibson in his 10th year as head coach of the Hawks. Justin McDowell in his second year. And today's pitchers, as we said, kissing cousins. For Highland, it's Mitch Massaro, 5-0 and on the year with a 0.92 ERA against Waynedale's Evan Reidenbaugh, 4-3 and with a 1.74 ERA. We'll be back with more and talk with head coach Justin McDowell. We'll do that right after this initial timeout. Hi, I'm Clark Kellogg. Have you ever thought about what makes high school sports so great? High school sports are great because of our coaches who not only teach the game, but also teach lifelong skills like hard work, teamwork, sportsmanship, and citizenship. High school sports are great because they keep things in the proper perspective. It's great to strive to be the best and to try to win, but high school sports also strive to develop the best students, the best teammates, and the best leaders of tomorrow. High school sports are great because they are truly about community, bringing students, parents, and alumni together the way only a sporting event can. The privilege of participating in high school sports is one of the most exciting experiences of a young person's life. So please show your support because high school sports are great. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Well, the umpires are out on the field getting ready for this afternoon's ball game. The Bears, as is their ritual before every game, get into the huddle and say a little prayer for each other prior to each and every ball game. In track yesterday, I want to congratulate Waynedale Jr. Sammy Ice, who finished second in the state pole vault competition at Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium in Columbus yesterday. She vaulted her best at 12 feet. I talked to her before the game earlier today, and she said her best was 11-9, so she bested that by three inches. Just an outstanding job by her. And Bears senior Denise McAmer finished in the top ten. And softball action so far today in the Division IV championship game, Crestview from Convoy defeated Strasburg 3-2. There's no report on the D3 championship game as of yet. LaGrange Keystone will play Hebron. That'll come up at 4 o'clock. That's going to be right about now. And in the D1 championship game in softball, it will be Cuyahoga Falls at 23-5 taking on Asheville Taves Valley. In baseball action today, Defiance won the Division II state championship under their head coach, Tommy Held. I played baseball against him in high school. 
Defiance won it 3-2 to two over Hamilton Baden, their second straight state title. And Cincinnati LaSalle lost to Pickerington North in a game that just got over about a half an hour ago by a score of 3-2. to two. Later on tonight at 7 o'clock will be the D4 state championship game. That has Newark Catholic playing North Lewisburg Triad. This one should be a good one, Greg. Now this is your first opportunity to see the stadium. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts about Huntington Park. Uh, well, from a player's perspective, you know, I, I think you, you sit here and you think, boy, this is almost like any other game. I'm going to warm up game. I'm going to do everything just like I normally would. But this uh, this park can be a little intimidating. It's a, it's a lot bigger than you would see at, at most high school uh, baseball games. And, and uh, you know, the thing, the thing for these young men is that in baseball, you never really know when your last game is going to be. But for these seniors, they know that every time they trot out onto that field, today is it. This is this is it for them. Uh, this is the last game of the season, so it's it's a very different feel for them. I guarantee it. Well, it is a gorgeous park here. The big thing that I brought up yesterday is the hitting background. Most high school parks don't have that, and here at Huntington Park, it's about 30 feet high, big black background, and I think it aided the Bears yesterday as they pounded out 13 hits. Yeah, yeah, it, it probably did. I, you know, that's one of the things you don't have the, all those distractions that you would normally see in a, in a park that doesn't have that. Well, the Bears are getting ready to take on their backyard rival, the Highland Hawks, the game that everybody wanted to see but nobody wanted to talk about. Well, now it's here. We can talk about it. We'll do that with Justin McDowell coming up right after these timeouts. The Major League Baseball season has begun, and that can mean only one thing. What's that? Why, the return of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com, of course. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I as we return for our sixth season to discuss the goings-on with the Cleveland Indians and Cincinnati Reds. Every Monday night at 9 p.m., Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories surrounding the game. Join us this coming Monday night at 9 for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show, only on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Schools around Ohio take their sports very seriously. A possible concussion is also something to take very seriously. It's the law of the land with the passage of Ohio House Bill 143. This is Randy Reinhart with a reminder that OHSAA member schools and all youth sports organizations must follow state law when a possible concussion has been sustained. Please remember that multiple concussions in a short amount of time can be fatal. For symptoms and the OHSAA's concussion policy, log on to OHSAA.org and click on Sports Medicine. Okay, so this noodle bowl, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that. Nice, right? Saute on medium-high. Brown, ooh, browning. Nicely. Now the broth. It's Asian-inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home, alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge perfection. Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork, be inspired. Back here at Huntington Park for this Division Three state championship game. The Highland Hawks 29-2. They're the number one ranked team in the state of Ohio under head coach Tom Gibson in his 10th year. 218 wins against 43 defeats. Greg, this is the first time that Highland has been in the state tournament as a Division Three school. Their previous three times were as a Division Four school. Do you think there's any difference? 
Well, I wouldn't expect there to be much difference. Um, you know, if, if maybe it had been a situation where, like, Orville back in the day went from Division One down to Division Four, that that could have been a, a, a major difference. But here, I, I can't imagine that there's much of a difference here. I mean, the level of talent that they're going to be seeing at both at Division Three and Division Four should be relatively the same. Highland made it in 2012. They finished second in 2000 and 2008. They're also looking for their first state baseball title. Boy, they hit the ball well. All nine hitters in their order are above 300 with Braden Mass leading the way at 460. But they put the bat on the ball. They have struck out this year, Greg, only 48 times in over 700 at bat. So they really put the ball in play. That's good. That's, that's going to be a top key for them. If they can if they can keep their eye on the ball and really get Ryden Ball riled up, I think they've got a good shot here. But uh, but that's going to be the task for, for Ryden Ball. If he can uh, continue to, to place the the, uh, the ball like he has uh, been known to do throughout the playoffs, then we've got a really good opportunity here, and the Golden Bears will be positioned very well. Six Island Hawks this year have driven in 20 runs or more in their lineup, with catcher Brian Yoder leading the way with 27. So there's no weak spots in this batting order, not a spot to relax. However, on the other hand, after I say that, yesterday in the game that they played against Versailles, the four through nine hitters were 0 for 17 in that game against Versailles. So that could be something that the Bears might want to try to take advantage of. There's no weak spots, like I said, other than up to yesterday for the Hawks. Mitch Massaro, he's the brother of former Waynedale athlete Matt Massaro and cousin to Evan Reidenbaugh is today's starter for the Hawks. They threw Eric Mullet yesterday, their ace, and as I said at the top, he threw over 100 pitches, so it's doubtful that he's going to be playing, or, or pitching, I should say, today. He's actually going to be starting at third base. So... They're going with Massaro. It's his game. He's got a 5-0 record with a 0.92 ERA. As far as Waynedale is concerned, they're 26-5 entering this one. They were 12-2 in the Wayne County Athletic League, winning their first conference title since 1999. So against non-conference foes, which is what Highland is, they are 14-3 this year. Justin McDowell in just his second year as head coach of the Bears. 39 wins against 19 career defeats. Last year, they were 13 and 14. And the Bears come into this one winners of 19 of their last 20. And to get here, they've beaten Norwayne 11 to 1, Chippewa 9 to 5 in 11 innings, Manchester 4 nothing, Berkshire in the regional semis 6 to 1, and Elyria Catholic 13 to 8 in 8 innings last Friday to win their first regional championship. And yesterday over Clearfork 6 to 3. So. We talked with head coach Justin McBowell before today's game and asked him just about, is this game like a state championship game or is it just a familiarity between two teams that haven't played this year? Justin, state championship game, now against Highland, but let's go back to yesterday's game against Clearfork. Took you a while, it seemed, to get going. The bats were going, but you just couldn't come up with that big hit. Yeah, we put guys, you know, put guys on base, had guys on scoring, scoring position, and in the situation we work on a lot, guy on third, less than two outs, you gotta drive him in, and we didn't capitalize the first four innings, uh, I think we got one in the fifth. Fifth or sixth, they came right back, um, and then obviously the big, the big inning in the seventh. You know, we it'd be nice if we didn't wait till the last inning to hit. Uh, it seems to be our mo lately, uh, but 
you know, the big thing is we hung in there. I thought we had really good at-bats yesterday for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, a couple of key situations early, we were a little bit too um, over-anxious, a little bit too aggressive. Um, but, you know, everything started. You know, Ryan Weaver had, an, had a really good at-bat to start off the seventh. Uh, you know, going back to Colton Purdy, you know, his triple, he absolutely, you know, to get a ball anywhere close to the fence here is no easy oh, yeah. task. And he hit that ball, you know, pretty darn well, pretty darn well. So, you know, that's the big thing is we hung in there, we battled, and we gave ourselves a chance. What happened to Marcus in that sixth inning at the beginning? You haven't seen him walk three batters in a row all year. Yeah, I think that's. I think that was a season high for walks. He had it in one inning. Um, so, you know, sometimes as a pitcher, you know, mentally, physically, you just lose it for a little bit. And he did, and he wasn't throwing terrible pitches. He wasn't missing the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked when we got back yesterday. I don't know if Aaron even had to block a ball yesterday, you know, thinking back on it. But he just, you know, missed the zone a little bit. They were trying to bunt, which sometimes does mess a pitcher up. Sometimes just seeing a different guy messes you up mentally. But, you know, as I said, you know, as I said yesterday, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose with him on the mound. I mean, he's gotten us to this point. You know, he's 10-0 and on the mound. The only game he hasn't won that he started is when he pitched 10 innings when the game went 11. So uh, he's earned that right. He's earned, our, you know, the, the ability to go until the game's over. Now you've got Highland. This, this game is almost eerie in the fact that you haven't played in years, but there's a familiarity amongst all the players with each other. Yeah, and you know, I'm hoping it's not a bad thing. You know, it's good knowing them. It's good knowing what they have. Um, But, you know, I hope that there's no, not that there's an intimidation factor, but, you know, their record's better than ours. They they play pretty well. Um, You know, luckily we don't have to face Mullet. Hopefully we don't have to face Mullet. Uh, But, you know, the big thing is going out there, we're not going to be surprised by anything, hopefully. You know, Mm -hmm. we kind of know who they are. We know what they have, and we know we're going to have to play, you know, our best game of the year to win. There's no doubt about it. Is it almost a case where the team is more comfortable playing in this game than they were yesterday? Yeah, there was a little bit of hesitancy facing clear four. And not that we didn't know a lot about, you know, not that we didn't know anything about them, but we didn't know a whole lot. Um, you know, we got as much as we possibly could on them. And, you know, their record was a bit deceiving, as we talked about. You know, they were playing their best baseball. They were playing the best baseball in the tournament, no doubt about that. And we, you know, hopefully we'll feel comfortable. The shock of playing at the park will be worn off today, we hope. And hopefully we'll come out with a little more energy, a little more passion. And, and once again, if we... Usually, if we score early, we do pretty well, and that's you know that's the ultimate goal. Visiting team again. <laughs> been that way. It's been that way. I, all the way going back to districts against Chippewa, we were visitors. Against Manchester, we were visitors. Berkshire, <laughs> Elyria Catholic, and and yesterday with Clear Fork. So you know sometimes baseball and in sports in general, you have weird coincidences, weird occurrences. I know a lot of our guys are superstitious. I'm very superstitious as well. Um, unfortunately, one of my, my my sock got lost in the laundry last oh, night. So let's hope that doesn't have any impact on what happens. But, you know, to get to this point, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. And I, I hope, I don't think we're going to settle. Uh, we're going to go out there and, and play absolutely as hard as we can and leave everything out there. Well, let's say this. With all intent, good luck today. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like Timeless Values, 
Their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sassi today, 330-830-9760. We are just about set to go for baseball action here from Huntington Park. In Columbus, Ohio. Good afternoon, everyone. Once again, I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Greg Mitchell here today, as we bring you the Waynedale Golden Bears at 26 and 5 on the year against the Highland Hawks at 29 and 2 on the season. This is for all the marbles, the Division Three state championship. Greg, I'm going to go back to your younger years. I mean, you had played in Ritman in youth football. You had played in Orville in Little League Baseball. When you got a chance to face the players that you had played against in those youth leagues at the high school level, did they intimidate you at all, or did you know that you could play with those guys? No, there was no intimidation. It's always uh, it's always been one of those things where you knew pretty much what to expect. You knew that uh, you could compete with them, and so if anything else, it gave you an excitement and an energy that you probably wouldn't uh, have going up against guys that you you really didn't know. Um, so it was it was good. I, I expect that it's probably very similar to to uh, both teams here today. Well, let's give a take at the take a look at the starting lineups for today's game and. First of all, for the Waynedale Golden Bears, they are the visiting team on the scoreboard once again here today. They will lead off playing shortstop. Nick Strasbaugh batting 367. Ryan Weaver will be in center field today, batting 326, batting second. Evan Reidenbaugh is on the mound. He's batting 411, leading the team, batting third. Shane Weaver will hit cleanup. He's hitting 402. Aaron Spidell will bat fifth, batting 394, and he will bat fifth. Marcus Schlebaugh is in the number six position, playing third today, hitting 326. Colton Purdy, he has got a 207 batting average, but 23 RBIs. He's at second base, batting seventh. Steven Spidell is the DH today for Manny Camacho and left, batting eighth at 298. And Jarrett Wanzik with 26 hits under his belt at 321. He'll be batting ninth. So it's Strasbaugh, Weaver, and Reidenbaugh, the top three. Shane Weaver, Aaron Spidell, Marcus Schlebaugh, the middle three, Colton Purdy, Steven Spidell, and Jarrett Wanzik are the bottom three against Mitch Massaro, the right-hander for the Highland Hawks. He's got a 5-0 record on the year and a 0.92 ERA heading into this one. We are just about set to go. Bears in their usual white uniforms with brown shoulders, gold numerals. And for Highland, they're in their black tops with grayish shoulders, white bottoms. Massaro into the wind, and the first pitch is outside and low for a ball. And we are underway in this state championship game, 79 degrees under overcast skies here in Columbus's Huntington Park. The next pitch is taken inside by Nick over the corner, and a called strike. So the count evens at 1-1. One and one. Massaro, right-hander. Big, strong right-hander, and the 1-1 is hit down the third baseline, just foul. By inches, that thing missed from going over the bag. (laughs) I think uh, the official was even trying to get out of the way. He was standing right on the line. That thing just missed going over the third base bag. One and two the count now to Nick, who came into the ballgame hitting 367 on the year. He went 0 for 5 in the contest yesterday against Clear Fork, and it's tough for the Bears to win when Strasbaugh goes 0 for 5. 
but they did it yesterday. They need a big game out of him today. And the 1-2 pitch to Strasbaugh. He swings, hits it up the gap in left center field. But coming over is Derek Miller, the center fielder, in medium deep center field to grab it for the first out of the ball game. So Nick flies out to center. One away, and it brings up Ryan Weaver. Weaver batting 326 on the year, playing center field today. He started off that seventh inning yesterday with a base hit. Came around to score the tying run. And the Bears went on to score four in that seventh inning to win the ball game six to three to get here today. Massaro, first pitch to Weaver is taken outside and low for a ball. Weaver also has the dubious distinction of being hit by 16 pitches this year, which <laughs> leads probably the state. That pitch swung on and fouled back and out of play over the third base side onto the roof here at Huntington Park. One and one the count now to Weaver. Left-handed hitter, Ryan the sophomore. We have just begun in this D3 state championship game. Infield playing deep. Outfield playing Weaver to pull towards right field. And the 1-1 pitch, that is taken inside and low. Ball two. Boy, Weaver about stuck that right knee right in front of that pitch. <laughs> he has Going no, for number 17. <laughs> he has no fear. Two and one the count. Evan Reidenbaugh on deck. And that pitch is inside again. Three and one. Weaver taking plenty of pitches here. Ahead in the count, three and one. So let's see if Masara decides to challenge him or make him settle. Three-one pitch. That is inside and low ball four. First walk of the ball game. Given up by Masaro. Bears have the first base runner in Ryan Weaver. Anna brings to the plate Evan Rydenbaugh. But Masaro sure didn't like like uh, that call. I think he expected that to be strike two. Weaver. Has not stolen many bases this year. He's got five in 31 games. Evan Reidenbaugh yesterday was two for three in the ball game with a sacrifice. Hitting 4-11, leading the team. 20 RBIs on the year. Weaver gets a short lead at first. And that pitch is a curve ball at the knees for a called strike. That was a nice pitch by Massaro. 0-1 the count. Mast, who normally plays third when Mullet is pitching, moves to first. When Massaro pitches, and then Mass takes over, or excuse me, Mullet takes over at third. So Mass holding Weaver close at first. And that pitch is over the outside corner at the belt for a called strike two. Wow. Massaro doing a good job of changing speeds early in the first. He's working out of the stretch. Weaver just a short lead at first base. Not a three-step lead. 0-2 the count to Rydenbaugh, and the pitch swung on a grounder right back to the mound. Massaro grabs it, throws to second for one, relay to first base is in time to get Rydenbaugh, and Hyland pulls off the 1-6-3 double play to end the first inning of play. For the Bears, no runs on no hits, no errors, and they leave no men on. We've played a half inning in this D3 state championship game. Your score, it is Wayndale nothing, and Hyland coming to bat. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people and businesses that make those communities great. 
The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. Shop local. Eat local. Bank local. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned. Community driven. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Waynedale scoreless in the top half of the first inning. Let's check the batting order for the Highland Hawks. 29 and 2 on the year under head coach Tom Gibson. They will lead off at shortstop. Chris Klein batting 301. Tyson Gingrich, the second baseman, bats second. He's at 392. Brian Yoder, the catcher, will bat third. He's at 356 on the year and leads the team with 27 RBIs. Mitch Massaro, the pitcher, bats cleanup, batting 321. Eric Mullett, the third baseman, he bats 384 and he'll be at the number five spot. Batting sixth is Braden Mast at 460. He leads the team in hitting. Kobe Miller is in right field, batting 328. Derek Miller is the center fielder, hitting 314. And Andy Miller will be the left fielder today. So once again, it's Klein, Gingrich, and Yoder, the top three. Massaro, Mullet, and Mast, the bottom, the middle three. And the bottom three are Kobe Miller, Derek Miller, and Andy Miller. So it's the Miller trio in the outfield for Highland. For the Bears, man, it is. Evan Reidenbaugh on the mound. Four and three on the year with a 1.70 ERA. This will be his 11th appearance of the year for the senior. Reidenbaugh in 49 and a third innings has given up 49 hits, 30 runs, 12 of them earned. He has walked 26 and struck out 35. And Greg, when he rushes to the plate, that's when he runs into trouble. So you need to watch his motion to see whether or not he's slow and smooth towards the plate. Reidenbaugh getting set to start it off against... Chris Klein, the shortstop, 23 runs on the year, 18 RBIs, hitting 301. He's the table setter, and he hits it out to right field, right to Justin Wan, Jarrett Wanzik, excuse me, took a couple of steps back and grabbed it for the first out of the ball game. So Klein didn't even wait around. He just went after the first pitch, flies to right, one away, and it brings up the left-handed hitting Tyson Gingrich. Gingrich at 392 on the year, 26 runs, 20 RBIs on the season. Open stance for Gingrich, and that pitch is swung on and fouled back and out of play over the third base dugout, and it goes completely out of the stadium. This is a one-deck affair, 325 down the left field line, 318 down the right field line, 365 up the gap, and 405 to dead center field. Gingrich lines it out to left field. Manny Camacho went back, dives to his right, and grabs it. Boy, Camacho got fooled on that one, but then quickly gained the ground, dove for it, and caught it for the second out of the inning. I will say, though, that was a great job by that hitter to, to take that opposite field. He, he did a good job, and I think that's probably why Camacho was taken by surprise, because he didn't expect it to go that direction. So it brings up Brian Yoder with two outs, base is empty, and he grounds it right away to the second baseman, Purdy, and he steps, throws to first base, wide throw. Weaver thought he tagged the runner, and now he wants to go to the home plate umpire who is backing it up. Justin McDowell is going to come over and talk to the home plate umpire. They say Weaver did not make the tag. The first base umpire now is going to go back. The home plate umpire says he's got to ask the first base umpire to appeal to the home plate umpire because the home plate umpire had a good view of it. Now the first base umpire is going to come in and let's see if he does go to the home plate umpire. I think if he does, the home plate umpire is going to say he tagged him. Just by the way, the home plate umpire was acting. 
And now all of the umpires are going to get together and see if anybody saw it. It takes a crew. It does. <laughs> the throw from Purdy pulled Weaver off the bag. He tried to swipe Yoder on the way by. And let's see. The four umpires are getting together between home and first, and it's going to be safe. Wow. Well, I thought for sure the way the home plate umpire was acting, he was going to call him out. That'll be an error on the play against Colton Purdy. First error of the ball game. And it brings to the plate Mitch Massaro. Justin McDowell having his say with the home plate umpire and now turns his back and walks back towards the third base dugout. Massaro, 321 in the year, 21 RBIs. The cleanup hitter, right-handed hitter. Yoder gets the leadoff first, and that pitch is a strike over at the knees. 0-1 the count. If Evan has got control of the fastball, that makes his curveball and changeup even more effective. That's when he has been most effective. It sounds elementary, but that's just the case. That pitch swung on, grounded wide of third, and through the hole and into left field for a base hit. Camacho comes in and gets it back in, so right away, Highland putting pressure on the Bears. Massaro gets the first hit of the ball game, a single to left. Runners at first and second, and it brings up Eric Mullen. See, unfortunately, that's one of the M.O.s about this Golden Bears team is, is you know, unfortunately, the, team, the other team doesn't usually do the beating. Uh, they they kind of hurt themselves, and, and that's what happened here. The Bears gave up an error, and, and now they've got two base runners on. Mullet batting 384. He leads the team with 30 hits for the Hawks. No score. We're in the bottom of the first two outs, and that pitch is inside and low to Mullet for a ball. Runner at second base is Brian Yoder. Runner at first, Mitch Massaro, after he collected the first hit of the ball game. Weaver playing off the bag at first base. That pitch swung on and grounded wide of third over the head of Tom Gibson in the third base coach's box and down the left field line foul. And the count evens at one ball, one strike to to Mullet. Braden Mast is on deck. He's hitting a lackluster 460. Coming set is Rydenbaugh, and the pitch to the plate. That's outside, about belt high. Two and one the count. But already, i got to be honest, I'm pleased with the way Rydenbaugh is not rushing his motion to the plate here today. That's normally when he gets in trouble with his control. Two and one, and the pitch swung on and lined down the left field line, and that's going to drop in for a base hit. Mullet is going to drive home Yoder with the first run of the ball game, holding at second is Massaro. And Highland is on top of it, one to nothing on the RBI single by Eric Mullet. So Highland on top of it now by a score of one to nothing here in the bottom of the first. That'll be an unearned run, but a run nonetheless. And it brings up Braden Mast. Mast hitting 460 on the year. Massaro stopped at second. That's where he's at. And that pitch is swung on and grounded to first base. Weaver will pick it up behind the bag, step on the base, and that'll be it for the Hawks here in this first inning of play. But in the inning, they pick up a run on two base hits, one error, and they leave two men on. And as we head to the second inning of play, it's Highland 1, Waynedale nothing. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton 
and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Highland comes up with a run in the bottom half of the first inning, and they lead it one to nothing. It will be Shane Weaver, Aaron Spidell, and Marcus Schlebaugh coming up for the Bears. You just cannot give any unearned runs in a championship game, and the Bears did in that inning. Yep, they, they absolutely did. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, it, that's one of those things. They they gave up the error, and that, that one mistake, the, the Highland team was able to capitalize on it. Now the Golden Bears find themselves down. One to nothing here in the top half of the second inning. Weaver on the year batting 402. Yesterday he was one for three with two runs scored. Shane right-handed hitter. Massaro into the wind. And the pitch to the plate is low and outside for a ball. 1-0 the count. Outfield playing Weaver straight away. Defensively, it's Andy Miller in left, Derek Miller in center, Kobe Miller in right for the Hawks. We'll get the infield here after this pitch. Massaro, the 1-0 to Shane Weaver. Swung on and grounded wide of third. Coming over is, Ma- is Mullet, and he bobbled the ball. And Weaver is safe at first. Let's see if they give him a hit or an error on that play. That was hit wide of third. Mullet had to go a few steps to his left to try to glove it. Yeah, it will be an error. That's an error. So Weaver reaches on the airs. They're even now at one apiece. Infield, it's Mullet at third. who just committed the error. Klein at short. Gingrich at second. Mast at first. Yoder behind the plate. And Massaro on the mound with Shane Weaver at first base. Aaron Spidell, the hitter. Now Mullet comes in at third base playing near the grass, and that pitch is a changeup over the inside corner for a called strike. Now I can't imagine Weaver with his incredible speed taking second base here, but uh, he sure is getting a, a really small lead here. And that pitch swung on and grounded high chopper to third. It'll go foul as Mullet went left of the bag at third base to grab that one. Massaro really not... Peaking the jugs gun here on miles per hour, at least on the first couple of pitches. To Spidell, and the count now 0-2. See Kirby Kaiser walking down the pathway to the seats behind home plate. He umpired the Division I state championship game earlier today behind the plate. Congratulations to him. That pitch is outside, just off the plate. 1-2 and two the count, and... Boy, Aaron showed a lot of guts taking a pitch like that on an 0-2 count. Yeah, that sure was close. One ball, two strikes. Weaver, the short lead at first. one nothing. Highland leads it here in the second. Massaro to the set. That pitch is a curveball called strike three, and Aaron doesn't agree with the call, but that looked good. That was a that was a good curve. That was a really good curveball there. Too close to take with two strikes. First strike out of the ball game for Massaro, and it brings up Marcus Schlebaugh, batting 326. He had the base hit yesterday that drove home the tying and go-ahead run in the seventh. That pitch swung on and fouled back over the right side behind the first base dugout and into the crowd. 
and some lucky fan will get a souvenir for about five seconds before the ball girls chase that ball down and bring it back to the umpire. 0-1 the count. Schlebaugh, 22 RBIs on the year. He was 2 for 3 yesterday with those two ribbies. Marcus, right-handed batter. Outfield playing him straight away. Weaver, short lead at first base. He bluffs, and that pitch is taken high and outside for a ball. 1-1 one one the count. One of these two teams will win their first state title. Highland has been here four times. The other three is a Division Four school. Waynedale, first time... They've been to a state championship game in any team sport. One and one the count. And that pitch is in tight. Schleybaugh takes it upstairs. Two and one. See, and I, I don't know how much of this is the familiarity between these two teams that we've talked about, but just they're getting such short leads off of first base. I don't know if they know that Massaro's got a quick pickoff move or what. Weaver, there he goes. Pitch swung on, hit and run, and it will hit down the left field side and out of play. Weaver got a good lead that time off first base and a good jump on Massaro, but Schleybaugh on the hit and run fouled it off two and two. Now, Waynedale did win a state championship in wrestling, and that was a team championship, but it's I'm not going to say but. That was a team championship also, and that pitch is outside three and two. Schleyball's doing a great job here of, uh, of watching the ball. He's not chasing after anything that Massaro's probably used to having his uh, his hitters go after. So it's a great job against a good pitcher. And Massaro backs off the back of the rubber. Weaver goes back to first base. Three and two the count to Schleyball. One down. Weaver at first base. Again with a short lead. He's holding. That pitch swung on and grounded wide to third. And yep. Mullet can't get it. It goes into left field for a base hit. That will be... A base at that time for Marcus Schleybaugh to left field. And the Bears have runners at first and second as Weaver takes second base. And it brings up Colton Purdy. You know, it's tough playing third base because it, the ball always comes to you quicker than, than pretty much any other spot on the, the field. But the, the tough part there is that he could have gotten in front of that ball and he, he tried to olay it. And that's what cost him the error earlier in the inning. They gave him an error on that play. Yep, if he would have just gotten his body in front of it, he could have had a play. And Purdy's going to square to bunt, pulls the bat back on a high inside pitch. Ball one. So two errors here in the inning by Highland. Have put the Bears at first and second. Schleybaugh at first, Shane Weaver at second. Purdy, 1-0 the count to him. And he's going to take that pitch over at the knees for a called strike on the outside corner. 1-1 the count. He didn't show any signs of bunting that time. Steven Spidell is on deck. Purdy came in hitting 207, but he's got 23 RBIs on the year. One and one. Pitch swung on. Purdy hits it out into center field. Coming over is the center fielder, Derek Miller, in medium deep. Weaver tags it second, but he's not going to go anywhere as Miller grabs it. And that's the second out of the inning as Colton Purdy flies the center. And it brings up Steven Spidell. The PA announcer, yesterday they did the same thing. They called him Spidal. A few times they also called Waynedale Waynesdale. Well, I'm sure if they win the state championship game here, <laughs> they'll get it right. Brian Yoder out talking to his pitcher, Matt Massaro. 
And I knew I was going to do that. It's not Matt. It's Mitch Massaro. I knew I was going to do that. And I did. Steven Spidell hitting 298. His first at bat. Runners at first and second. Two down here in the second. One to nothing Highland. And that pitch to Spidell is taken at the knees. A nice breaking pitch. 0-1 the count. Spidell DH'd yesterday. For Manny Camacho, he's doing the same. Only Camacho played third yesterday. Today, Manny's playing left. Massaro comes set. Checks the runners at first and second. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on a fly ball. Out into short right field. Nice catch by Gingrich. Oh, what a play by Gingrich as he dove to his left and took a base hit away from Steven Spidell that would have tied the ball game. In the inning for the Bears, they get no runs on, no hits, two errors, and the Bears leave two men on base. The inning ends on an outstanding play by Gingrich, and as we head to the bottom of the second, it is Highland 1, Waynedale nothing. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek drive-thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com Well, you can't ask for any better defensive play than Gingrich. Tyson Gingrich just came up with, Greg. He just saved a run in tying this game up. And I don't want to take anything away from from Mullins and Massaro, but I will say there that uh, if if they've been getting defensive play like that all season long, there's a reason why they they have less than a 1.0 ERA. That was just an outstanding play by Tyson Gingrich. Up to the plate now, Kobe Miller batting 328, left-handed hitter, and he bounces one to second. Coming in is Purdy. He grabs it face high, throws it over to first base. That one, not a good throw either, but Shane Weaver able to dig it out for the first out of the inning. So Miller goes down, first out, and it brings up Derek Miller. And Highland, they're jumping on the first pitch. Mm -hmm. They're not wasting any time. One out pitch to the plate. That pitch is taken upstairs to Derek Miller, who came into the ballgame hitting 314, 16 walks on the year, right-handed hitter. 1-0 the count. And the pitch from Reidenbaugh. That's high and outside for a ball. 2-0. Schlebaugh, the third baseman today, coming in and playing on the grass. We'll check the defense for the Bears after this pitch. 2-0 the count to Derek Miller. And that pitch is over at the knees for a called strike. It's Manny Camacho in left, Ryan Weaver in center today, Jarrett Wanzik in right, Marcus Schleybaugh at third, Nick Strasbaugh at short, Colton Purdy at second, Shane Weaver at first, Aaron Spidell behind the plate, and Reidenbaugh delivers the pitch hit out into right center field. Jarrett Wanzik on his horse, gets over into right center field, and he grabs it for the second out of the inning. He got a good jump on that ball. He did. He did. He made that look like a very routine fly ball, but but he actually had to, to jet to get over there. Two away, just the way the first inning started. And it brings up Andy Miller. 
Miller has had 14 runs scored in the last 13 games. The left fielder, and he takes that pitch over at the knees. Right-handed hitter called strike. Tell you what, Highland must be from uh, from Holmes and Wayne County area because there's Miller, Miller, Miller in the lineup. <laughs> The 0-1, that pitch swung on it, grounded to second again. Colton Purdy on a few bounces, picks it up, throws to first. In there you go. And a 1-2-3 inning for Evan Reidenbaugh here in the second. No runs, no hits, no errors, nothing across. We go to the third inning of play in this Division Three championship game. It's Highland 1, Waynedale nothing. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtualwallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. A very quick inning in the bottom of the second inning for Evan Reidenbaugh. And the Bears now come up here in the top half of the third inning. And they are down one to nothing on the scoreboard. It will be Jarrett Wanzik, Nick Strasbaugh, Ryan Weaver, the scheduled hitters for the Bears. While we've got a moment, I want to thank the Fredericksburg American Legion and Clayzak Kitchens for joining us as super sponsors for this state tournament. I want to thank them for coming on board for this state tournament yesterday and today. Jarrett Wanzik hitting 321 in the air. Made a nice play in the bottom half of the second inning. Wanzik, number 23, right-handed batter. 26 hits on the year. He was 0 for 1 with two walks yesterday, and he takes that pitch outside for a ball. 1 and 0 the count. Jarrett had a sacrifice fly later on in the seventh inning to drive home a run. 1 and 0 the count. Massaro. I don't think he's too happy, and now the catcher, Brian Yoder, wants to walk over to the first base dugout. I think he ripped some seams out in his catching mitt. That never does go well if you have broken some string in your catcher's mitt, and he gets his backup mitt and comes back out. Well, it's certainly not because Massaro's throwing the seams off the ball. <laughs> he hasn't topped the, the gun, jug's gun at a very high miles per hour yet. No, no, and I think at this point, the only thing that's keeping the Bears uh, somewhat uh, on edge is his curveball. The rest of it, I think they're right on target with, and they, and they can start to hit him pretty quickly here. 1-0 the count, and the pitch to Jarrett swung on and missed. Nice fastball that time, but only at 76 miles per hour. 1-1 one one the count. If he continues to throw that curve over, though, that throws, makes his fastball look even more faster. That pitch is down low in the dirt. Nice stop by Yoder, 2-1. Mitch Massaro likes to work quickly. Stands in the middle of the rubber. And the 2-1, that pitch is a strike at the belt. Wanzik was taking all the way, 2-2 two two the count. Nick Strasbaugh, who's more than overdue, is on deck. 
And the 2-2 pitch to Jarrett Wanzik. That's a curveball that bounces in front of the plate. Yoder again, a nice stop behind the plate. Luke Clark yesterday for Clearfork was a nice catcher. Yoder right now has done a good job of digging pitches out of the dirt. Three and two the count now to Wanzik. Leadoff man here in the third, one nothing Highland. And the pitch, that pitch is outside for a ball. Second walk of the ball game. Given up by Massaro. And it brings to the plate the top of the order and Nick Strasbaugh. Nick's been a little over-anxious in the last couple of games. He was 0 for 5 yesterday. He flied to center his first time up. He needs to just lay back, relax, and drive the ball right up the middle. Nick, right-handed batter. Wants it, getting a short lead off first, and Massaro will throw over there where Mast is holding him close. Wanzik short lead, and now the throw back to first base. And Massaro gets Wanzik diving back in after just a two-step lead. Jarrett getting the short lead off first, just a couple of steps, and the first pitch to Strasbaugh is a strike over the outside corner. Nice breaking pitch, 0-1. Ryan Weaver's on deck. Bears had a golden opportunity to tie the game up in the second inning, but Gingrich, with a great defensive play, thwarted the attempt, and we're one nothing here in the third. Wanzik, the runner at first. Strasbaugh shows bunt. He's going to attempt at it. No, missed it. And it is a strike. And Wanzik goes back to first base. And now the count is 0-2 to Strasbaugh. Not sure if that was a called bunt or if Nick just did that on his own. That was a good job by Wanzik not to get too far off because he could have got... Hung out the dry there pretty quickly. <laughs> Wanzik short lead at first, and the 0-2 is upstairs to Strasball. One and two there on the count. Yeah, talking with Chad Mullins before the game, during the second game, he said in college they were always taught if a bunt is missed, throw to first base because that runner's always trying to get an extra step towards second. One and two the count, and that pitch swung on, lined into center field, coming in as the center fielder Miller. He's not going to get it. It will drop there for a base hit. And Wanzik will take second. One thing about it, this Highland outfield is a play-by-play man's dream because all you've got to do is say Miller comes and tries to get it. <laughs> and you're right on any of the three outfield <laughs> spots today. That time it was Derek Miller to center. So Nick Strasbaugh gets his first base hit of the state tournament. He's on. That's the first hit of the ball game by the Bears. They've got runners at first and second. Nobody out. And Highland will be expecting a bunt here from Ryan Weaver. Weaver, left-handed batter, good batman, has good bat control. And Highland's going to play in at the corners. Mast playing three steps in on the grass at first base, and the third baseman, Mullet, is in on the grass at third. And now Massaro backs off the rubber, and he wants Brian Yoder, the catcher, to come out and talk things over. So that means Ryan Weaver's going to go down and talk with Justin McDowell. Big point of the ball game here. Bears have got runners at first and second. Nobody down. Down one to nothing. That was the first hit of the game credited to Nick Strasbaugh. Highlands picked up two hits, but they've also got two errors. Weaver now steps into the batter's box after the meetings are over. Coming set is Massaro. That pitch is high and outside. There's nobody down at second. Yoder faked the throw down to second, but like I said, there was nobody there as Highland ran the wheel play. The shortstop goes over and covers third. The second baseman goes to first. 
Wanzik getting the lead off on the 1-0 count to Weaver. Evan Reidenbaugh is on deck. Coming set is Massaro. And now there's the throw. Wanzik almost got picked off second. It was a bad throw by Massaro to second as the shortstop ran towards third. And this time the second baseman, Gingrich, came over to the bag at second. And Jarrett almost got picked off. I'm not sure if a good throw would have gotten him, but that was close. Yeah, it sure was. 1-0 the count to Weaver. Massaro comes set. Checks Wanzik at second. Now the pitch. Bunner down the third baseline. That's Perfect. a good bunt. Yeah, yeah. that is going to great everybody safe. Oh, what a bunt by Weaver. Great he put job. it right to the left of the mound, and Massaro had no play. Infield bunt single by Ryan Weaver, and the bases are loaded. Perfect placement on that bunt. Outstanding bunt by Ryan Weaver. Mullet was going back to cover the bag at third. If he would have come in, he probably would have had the ball and been able to throw Weaver out at first base. But he went back to cover the bag at third, and that left Massaro there to try to take care of it himself, and he had no play. And that brings up Evan Reidenbaugh. Bases are juiced. Nobody out. That pitch is over the inside corner to Evan for a called strike. 0-1 the count, and now the Waynedale fans have something to cheer about here in the third. Down one to nothing. Nobody out. Infield a double play depth for Highland, but the corners are in. That pitch is swung on and grounded to short. Picked up by the shortstop. Klein throws the second for one relay to first base. Ties Not in up. time, and that ties it up. That's coming home to score. Jarrett Wanzik, and it's 1-1. Reidenbaugh gets the RBI on the fielder's choice, and the bases are still loaded. And we're tied at one, and Shane Weaver comes up to the plate now. 4-0-2 leads the team with 24 RBIs on the year. Reidenbaugh is at first. Strasbaugh is at third. And that pitch is a called strike. Weaver was erased 6-4. to four. Weaver, down in the count, 0-1. Aaron Spidell is on deck. Bears need to try to make hay here on this one. There goes the runner, Reidenbaugh. Reidenbaugh is going to try to get caught in a pickle and bring the runner home. Now Gingrich runs him back, and now everybody's going to be back to their bases safely. Nice job by the Bears. Smart. And by Highland. Boy, they ran that perfectly, but Reidenbaugh, who took off, got back to first, and Strasbaugh stayed right at third. These are two well-coached teams, I'll tell you. They, they both sides. They they know how to play baseball. Reidenbaugh gets the lead off first. Strasbaugh at third. Massaro out of the stretch. There goes Reidenbaugh. Pitches up high. Yoder's going to throw it down to second. Reidenbaugh's going to stop again. He's going to try to get into the pickle. Now Strasbaugh got off the bag. He's going to dive back into third safely, and Reidenbaugh stays at first. They did it again. <laughs> one and one. The count now to Weaver. As Justin McDowell's trying to be creative down there in the third base coach's box. You know, at this point, I'm not I'm not too shocked to see what they're doing there because if they can get Mullet involved in some way into a pickle, I think he's a defensive liability for them so far in this in the early stages of this game. Massaro comes set, still runners at first and third. Massaro long step, Reidenbaugh bluffs that time. That pitch is low and outside for a ball. Two and one the count. 
This is almost like, this is a backyard rivalry, Greg, and it's almost like, hey, they just got together on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon to play ball, and they're having some fun out there. Two and one to count. This is like a high school version of Sandlot out yeah. there. Yeah. It's great. Two and one. Massaro, the pitch to Weaver. That pitch is upstairs above the letters. Three and one. Shane was not too happy yesterday when Clearfork decided to intentionally walk him in the seventh inning, and right now he'd like to just have something that he could swing at. Three and one the count. Reidenbaugh at first, short lead. Strasbaugh at third, one out. That pitch is a taken as a strike over the outside corner. Shane thought it was outside, but it was a called strike, and now it's three and two. Weaver back in, three and two. Strasbaugh at third. Reidenbaugh at first, 1-1 score. Massaro the stretch, long set. And now Weaver took time at home plate. Massaro was taking a lot of time on that pitch. The Bears sure do have Massaro thinking about everything but pitching to the hitter. Reidenbaugh, short lead at first. He's being held there by Mask. Strasbaugh, the lead off at third. And the pitch swung on and grounded at third. Mullet backpedaled. He threw it in the dirt, but a nice dig out of the dirt by Mask to get Weaver at first base. Taking second is Reidenbaugh. I am really not impressed with Mullet so far. And I, I know that that uh, that may upset some folks in the community, but he, he just he sure is not showing great signs of defensive ability there at third base so far. In the, in the, this inning and last inning, he's got the two errors and, and for all respects, that bunt that got, that got things going, he was the liability on that. Runners at second and third, two down, and Aaron Spidell steps up to the plate, he's 0 for 1. Massaro the pitch, that's inside, called for a strike. 0 and 1 the count. Aaron has yet to figure out the strike zone by this home plate umpire. <laughs> he struck out looking the first time, and that pitch, I don't think he was too thrilled at the call. Well, and now Massaro's in a spot where he doesn't have to worry about anything on the base pass except for just pitching to this hitter. And the 0-1 pitch to Spidell. That pitch is swung on it, grounded to Mullet. Mm-hmm. Mullet is going to pick it up. He's going to throw it over to first base in time to get Spidell and end the inning here in the third. But in the inning for the Bears, they get one run on two base hits, no errors by Highland. And the Bears leave two men on, but they've tied it up. We go to the bottom of the third. It is Highland 1, Waynedale 1. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub. Open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8. Located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. 1-1, Wayne Dale and Highland tied up in this Division Three championship game. 
Evan Rydenbaugh out for his third inning of work, and he'll face the top of the order. Chris Klein, Tyson Gingrich, and Brian Yoder. Klein started it off in the first inning where he just flied out to right field. It was a routine inning up until Brian Yoder reached on the air, and that led to Highland scoring their unearned run to take an early one to nothing lead, but the Bears came back with a run of their own in the top half of this inning to tie things up at one apiece. Well, Klein jumped all over that first pitch last time, so we'll see if he uh, tries to challenge Rydenball a little bit more here at this at bat. So far, this has been a fun game. Boy, both <laughs> teams are, like you said, well coached, playing good baseball. Rydenball, outfield playing Klein to hit over into right center field. And that pitch is a curveball over at the knees. That's the first time Rydenbaugh has let a man off with a curveball, so he must feel comfortable out there on the mound. 0-1 the count to Klein. 0-for-1 in the ballgame. And the 0-1, that pitch swung on and fouled back out of play over the first base dugout. Highland in the first base dugout here this afternoon. And Waynedale in the third base dugout. Bears, the visiting team on the scoreboard. 0-2 the count. Now to Klein. And that pitch is a called strike three over the outside corner. Right now, that's the first strikeout of the ball game given up by Rydenbaugh. Right now, Evan Rydenbaugh looks like the pitcher I saw against Rittman when he threw the one-hitter. And if he's that pitcher, the Bears are in good shape. Now that pitch is a curveball over the outside wow. corner. Dropped in for a strike. 0-1 the count. Brian Yoder's on deck. One down here in the third inning. Rydenbaugh rocks into the motion. And the 0-1 fastball down low taken by Gingrich. 1-1 one one the count. He's 0-1. Fly to left his first time up on a nice play by Camacho out in left field. And the 1-1 pitch to the plate. Swung on. There's a fly ball out to left field. Camacho comes in. Wanted to dive for it and decided to take it on a bounce. So a base hit for Gingrich out to left field. So he's peppering Camacho here this afternoon. That's the third hit of the ball game by the Hawks. Probably a smart move by Camacho with nobody down, but the middle of the order now comes up and Brian Yoder, who reached on that error by Colton Purdy in the first, and that led to the run being scored. Gingrich, 26 runs on the year, gets a short lead at first, and that pitch is a strike at the knees fastball. 0-1 the count. This is the second time through the batting order that Highland will see Rydenbaugh, so he's trying to switch things up a bit. And the 0-1 pitch, Gingrich hold. That pitch getting behind Aaron Spidell. He can't find it. Goes all the way to backstop. Gingrich is going to round second, and he's going to hold right there. He had thoughts of going to third, but Spidell jumped on it quickly, and he held up at second. So the wild pitch... Sends Gingrich down to second base, still one down, and Yoder with the count even at one and one. Mitch Massaro, the cleanup man, is on deck. Gingrich now at second, getting the lead off there. Reidenbach comes set, and that pitch gets away from him again. He tried to overthrow it. It goes to the backstop, and Gingrich will take third. So back-to-back wild pitches. Boy, that one, Evan, just reared back and overthrew the ball. Spidell had no chance of catching that one. And the count now 2-1 and one to Yoder as the clouds start accumulating above hand. We're expecting rain about 6, 7 o'clock tonight. That pitch is swung on and 
grounded up the third base side, but foul. And the count evens now at 2-2 two and two to Brian Yoder. Back-to-back wild pitches moves Gingrich from first to third in a tie ball game. Yoder with 27 RBIs on the year. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on and lined to shortstop. Nice grab by Strasbaugh, and he's out. Boy, he made a nice diving play. Great play. And robbed Yoder of a base hit. There's two men down now. Great play by Strasbaugh. Two men down. Gingrich still at third. And it brings up Mitch Massaro. He singled his last time up. That pitch is outside. A nice fastball, but it was just off the corner. 1-0 the count. End of the wind is Rydenbaugh. And the 1-0 pitch. That pitch is a called strike at the belt. He's gone with back-to-back fastballs now. And the count evens at 1-1. One and one. Do I feel a little drizzle? A little bit here. Yeah, we're down. starting to get some drops. And the 1-1, one, one, that pitch is upstairs. 2-1 and one the count now to Mitch Massaro. Eric Mullet is on deck. And you can believe he wants to attribute for the two errors that he has committed so far in the ballgame. 2-1 pitch to Mitch Massaro. That pitch is a ball upstairs. Aaron Spidell says, let's just bring it down a little bit. And the count now 3-1. and one. Massaro got the first hit of the ball game back in the first. Three balls, one strike the count with Gingrich at third. That pitch swung on, fly ball, popped up on the third base side. Schleybaugh on the third base, oh. coach's box, ran into the coach, oh. and that's going to be He's coach's out. interference. Yeah. He's out. He's out. Yes. Tom yep. Gibson in the third base coach's box ran right into Marcus Schleybaugh trying to make the catch. And Schleybaugh got his glove on it but dropped it, but it's still going to be an out, and that will end the inning here on the interference call on the fly ball to third base. So in the inning for Highland, they get no runs in the inning on one base hit. They leave nobody on in the inning and no Waynedale errors. We've played three complete in this D3 state championship game, and your score is Waynedale 1, Highland 1. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Stop in for breakfast Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Well, your three-inning line score so far for Waynedale, one run on two hits, one error. And for Highland, one run on three hits and two errors in the ballgame. Marcus Schleybaugh, who ended the third inning by being interfered by Tom Gibson in the third-base coach's box on that pop foul ball. 
will lead it off, and Colton Purdy and Steven Spidell. Schlebaugh reached on an error by Mullet in the second inning. So he is 0-for-1 in the ballgame. Massaro delivers the first pitch here in the fourth, and it's a strike over the outside corner. Hey, while we've got a chance, Muhammad Ali, in case you missed it, died last night at the age of 74. And if you're my age, you had the opportunity to watch him box. That pitch swung on and fouled down the left field side and out of play. He may not have been the greatest, but he was one of the greatest. And he was one of the guys that kept boxing alive for so long. And he died last night at the age of 74. The 0-2 pitch to Schlebaugh is outside and low for a ball. One and two the count now to Schleyball, leading it off here in the fourth inning. We're tied at one. That pitch swung on a check swing, lined it right to the first base of a mask. He took it on a short hop, runs over and steps on the bag for the first out of the inning. Schleyball grounds out three unassisted, and it brings up Fulton Purdy. Purdy fly to center his first time up. Right-handed batter, 0 for 1 in the ball game yesterday, 1 for 4. He had the triple, won our Lem's Pizza star of the game. And that pitch is a strike at the knees over the inside part of the plate. 0 and 1 the count. Steven Spidell is on deck. Massaro. 0 and 1 the count, 1 down here in the fourth. Little drizzle coming down here at Huntington Park, and that pitch is a called strike at the knees right over the heart of the plate. And the count is 0-2. Massaro takes a lot of time in between pitches. It's almost like he's trying to lull you to sleep up there. (laughs) Now he moves into the motion. And the 0-2 pitch to the plate. That pitch is upstairs, came with a breaking ball. Purdy almost went after it, but held off. 1-2 now. One down here in the fourth. And the 1-2 pitch to Purdy swung on and grounded wide of third and foul. Justin McDowell will pick it up in the third base coach's box and gun it back to the pitcher. Mitch Massaro. Does he resemble Matt? Um, there are parts of uh, of his makeup that, that do somewhat, uh, but he is a he, he appears to be very different in other ways. That pitch swung on and missed, bounced in the dirt. Petra Yoder is going to pick it up and throw it down to first to complete the strikeout. So there are two down now. Second strikeout of the ballgame registered by Mitch Massaro. And I wish somebody would go up and tell the PA announcer how to pronounce Spidell. <laughs> two down here in the inning. Steven Spidell. 0 for 1 in the ball game. He was robbed by Gingrich in the second of a base hit, and that pitch is taken inside for a ball. If that would have gotten through Gingrich's glove and into right field, the Bears would have tied the ball game up in the second inning. But instead, it's tied up here in the fourth at 1-1. And the two-out pitch, that is a strike at the knees. Bounced right off the knee protector of Brian Yoder. And the count now, 1-1 one and one to Spidell. Jarrett Wanzik is on deck. We're in the fourth. Clouds starting to move in here in Columbus. And that pitch, the curveball, bounces in front of the plate. And the count now is two and one. Good crowd here today. 
you know, you wondered where the Highland fans were early in the game. I think they've shown up. They're here. The Waynedale crowd, I'm not sure if anybody in Apple Creek, Holmesville, Fredericksburg, or Mount Eaton or anybody's around. That pitch taken down low by Spidell, 3-1 and one now. In all those towns, they probably did there what I was done at Thurman Munson Stadium. When you leave the press box, just turn out the lights and lock the door. <laughs> Three and one the count. That pitch swung on it, grounded to short. Going wide of third, though, is Mullet. He's going to grab it before he gets to short. Throws over to first base in time to get Steven Spidell, and that will do it here in the inning. Three up, three down for the Bears. They get no runs, and as we head to the bottom of four, we are still knotted up. Highland and Waynedale at one apiece in this D3 state championship game. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with virtual wallet. Simplify your finances. Track and budget your spending and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. One-to-one as we head to the bottom half of the fourth inning here in this Division Three state championship game. It will be Eric Mullet, Braden Mast, and Kobe Miller to hit for Highland here in this fourth inning of play. Highland came up with a run in the bottom of the first, and the Bears even things up in the top of the third at 1-1. Starting to get overcast and the wind blowing out towards left field now as the flag's out in center field. Not rigid, but pointing towards left field. Just a gorgeous park here at Huntington Park in Columbus. That pitch swung on, popped up on the infield. Shane Weaver calling for it in foul territory over near the first base coach's box, and he's got it for the first out of the inning. So Mullet fouls out to first. One pitch, one away. Highland doesn't waste much time. No, they uh, they sure do want to try to jump all over Rydenbaugh's pitches here. And... One away. And it brings up Braden Mast, and he takes that pitch low and outside for a ball. Now the wind kicking up, coming in from the left field side, and it's swirling now as it comes in from the left field and rolls out towards left field around the stadium. That pitch, line drive to Colton Purdy, bobbled it, picked it up. Nice throw to first base in time. And there's three pitches and two outs as Mast grounds to second, and it brings to the plate Kobe Miller. Miller 0 for 1 in the ballgame, grounded to second his first time up. Two men down here in the fourth inning. And the pitch to Kobe Miller, left-handed hitter. He lines it out into center field for a base hit. Weaver will come over and grab it and get it back in. But Kobe Miller on the two-out base hit to center is on at first base. That's the fourth hit of the ball game by the Hawks. And it brings to the plate Derek Miller. Boy, two very different approaches to the plate here between the Bears and, and the Highland team here. Bears have... have 
really been taking a lot of pitches, especially that last uh, that last series of the bat. The Highlands jumping all over every pitch on riding ball this inning. And the two-out pitch, that pitch is outside and low for a ball. 1-0 the count. Kobe Miller on at first base after the two-out hit. Derek Miller 0-1, for 1, he flied to right. He's ahead in the count, 1-0. And the pitch to the plate, that is just off the outside corner. Aaron Spidell held it there, but didn't get the call, 2-0. Kobe Miller getting the lead off first base. Derek Miller takes that pitch inside and tight, 3-0 now. And Evan hasn't given him really anything to hit in the first three pitches, and he's ahead in the count, 3-0. Two down here in the inning. Kobe Miller being held on by Shane Weaver at first base. Reidenbach comes set, and the pitch is over the inside corner for a called strike. Nice tailing fastball, 3-1. and one. Andy Miller's on deck. Just like the outfield, if you just say Miller for the bottom three hitters, <laughs> you're sure to be right. And the 3-1, that pitch inside and high. Miller turns away from it, ball four. That's the first walk of the ball game given up by Evan Reidenbaugh. Coach is going to head out to the mound and try to calm him down here. Yeah, he appears to be rushing just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's always been his problem. Is if he starts rushing his motion towards home plate, then he loses his control. And on that at bat to Derek Miller, he, he appeared to be rushing things. You know, there's a crane right over the <laughs> right center field fence above the, above the light stanchion there. I'm not sure what it's there for, but I'm thinking that'd be a good camera vantage point. I think it's for those diehard Clipper fans. <laughs> they really want to get a, the best seed in town. I wonder if you get hazard pay if you go up there. I know I wouldn't, that's for sure. But it's up there, boy. Good. I gotta say, that's about a hundred feet in the air. And stepping into the plate will be Andy Miller. Runners at first and second now for Highland. Go ahead, run is at second base in Kobe Miller. Andy Miller, 0 for 1 in the ball game, grounded out the second. That pitch is a strike at the belt. So whatever Justin McDowell said to Rydenbaugh works on the first pitch. 0 and 1 the count. Chris Klein. The leadoff man on deck. Runners get their leads at first and second. The 0-1 pitch, that's low and outside. And don't be surprised, Highland has probably already scouted Waynedale a few times. Aaron Spidell gunning the ball down to second base to try to pick off the runner. He's done that five times this year. 1-1 one one to count now to Andy Miller. And the pitch swung on and grounded wide of third and into the third base dugout. And the count now is one and two to Andy Miller. Kobe Miller off at second. Derek Miller off at first. One and two the count to Andy Miller. And that pitch high and outside. Spidell came out of the catcher's position and wanted to throw it at second, but Nick wasn't there at second. So he wisely held on to the ball and the count now two and two. You know, he had such good success early on with that uh, curveball. I'm kind of surprised he didn't go to that pitch in that last. That pitch swung on it, grounded to short. Nice backhanded stop by Strasbaugh. Throw across, wide throw. Pulled Weaver off the bag. So the bases are loaded for Chris Klein. Boy, you hate to give an error on a play like that, but the throw pulled Weaver off the bag. 
And I think that's what they'll do is they'll give an error to Strasbaugh. And Chris Klein will come to the plate. Bases now are loaded with Millers. Miller at third, Miller at second, Miller at first. And that will be an error. That'll be the second error by the Bears. Now Ball will work out of the line. The first pitch to Klein, and he's going to line it out to center field. Weaver comes in. He's going to play it on a bounce. And that'll score a run. The throw to home plate will scurry Miller back to third base. But Highland will take the lead now on the base hit by Klein to center field. Two to one. As Kobe Miller came home to score... Bases remain loaded. Derek Miller is at third. Andy Miller is at second. Chris Klein at first after the base hit. And it brings to the plate Tyson Gingrich. He is one for two in the ball game. And that first pitch is down low for a ball. Klein's been up against him three times. I think that was his third pitch he saw against him. You're right. And the 1-0 swung on and lined into right center field for a base hit. That's and that's going to split two. the gap. That's going to at least score two as Miller rounds third. He'll come home to score. Rounding second and going to third is Gingrich with a triple. Wow. That cleared the bases. All that with two outs. Gingrich with the bases loaded triple drives home three. And now it's 5-1 to one Highland. He just split the outfield, and his speed took him all the way home. And it is now 5-1. to one. Highland leads it with two outs here in the inning. All this happened with two outs. And it brings to the plate Brian Yoder, who leads the team in RBIs. Yoder has reached on an error and lined out the short, so he's 0 for 2, and that pitch is low and outside for a ball. Parker Snyder warming up down the left field side in the bullpen for the Bears. And the pitch swung on and fouled straight back and out of play over the top of us to the left. And the count 1 and 1 to Yoder. Massaro is on deck. 5-1. This has all happened. Four runs with two outs. Rydenbaugh shakes off a sign. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on, fly ball down the right field side. Wanzik going over into foul territory, giving chase, and it'll go into the stands. And the count now goes to one and two. Wind now has pretty much died down here at Huntington Park, but it's still overcast skies. Parker Snyder warmed up yesterday, didn't come into the ball game. Now he's warming up again just in case. And the two-strike pitch to the plate swung on, fouled back and out of play on the right side. And the count remains one and two. These guys put the bat on the ball. That's one thing you could say about them. And the pitch to the plate, down low. Nice stop by Spidell. Keeps Gingrich close to third. And the count evens at two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Rydenball working out of the wind. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on, fly ball out into left center field. That's going to drop for a base hit. And it makes it 6-1 to one as Gingrich comes home to score. Yoder with his 28th RBI of the year on the base hit the center. 
Gingrich after the triple comes home to score and all this with two outs and it brings up Mitch Massaro and Pylon now is battered around Massaro is singled and fouled out on coach's interference to end the inning in the previous inning and that pitch is low and outside for a ball Justin McDowell looking down to the bullpen of Parker Snyder telling him to hurry up and warm up 1-0 the count to Massaro and the pitch swung on fly ball left field coming over is Camacho Camacho in left over in the left center field medium deep left field grabs it and that will end the inning for Highland the bleeding has stopped but in the inning for Highland they pick up five runs all on two outs on three base hits one Wayndale error and they leave one man on and as we head to the fifth inning of play, it is now Highland 6 and Waynedale 1. Okay, so this noodle bowl, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that. Nice, right? Saute on medium high. Brown, ooh, browning. Nicely. Now the broth. It's Asian-inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge perfection. Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork, be inspired. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy to install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, that could take the wind out of your sails. You get the first two guys out on three pitches in the last inning, and then boom, boom, boom. Highland scores five runs, and now they lead it 6-1 to one going into the top of the fifth, Greg. Yeah, that, uh, that really hurts. And, you know, Rydenbaugh did a great job against those first two batters. And then uh, all of a sudden, he just seemed to lose a little bit of his control there against the next batter, and then it was batting practice for Highland. They just teed off in, in every different direction. Jarrett Wansick will lead it off. He's the number nine hitter. Parker Snyder has ended his warm-up session down the left field line for the Bears. Wansick walked his first time up, came around to score. The only run of the ball game. And then Nick Strasbaugh and Ryan Weaver. Bears here in the fifth inning down 6-1. to one. And Massaro's pitch to Wanzik is a strike at the knees. 0-1 the count. Winner of this wins the state championship in Division Three. And the pitch, that pitch swung on. Fly ball out into right center field. High towering fly ball. Kobe Miller comes in at right. Oh, and he dropped the ball! The second baseman, Gingrich, gave way to Miller. I think Gingrich might have had an easier play on it at second. Yeah, definitely. That'll have to be an error on the right fielder, Kobe Miller. That'll be the third here in the ball game. But Wanzik is on base nonetheless, and it brings to the plate Nick Strasbaugh. Nick one for two in the ball game. He had a base hit his last time up. Wanzik short lead off first. He's not going to go anywhere. Down six to one. That pitch swung on and lined in the left field for a base hit. 
So Strasbaugh back-to-back base hits. And the Bears have got something brewing here in the fifth inning. Runners at first and second. Nobody down, and it brings up Ryan Weaver. I'm sure Strasbaugh has to be feeling good about the day he's having compared to what he did yesterday. Absolutely. And now Tom Gibson is going to walk to the mound and have a chat with his pitcher, Mitch Massaro. And the rain, not coming down as rain, it's more like just little droplets intermittently. And I would think the home plate umpire is going to want to speed this conference up on the mound quickly. The problem is is that you've got one more game to go after this one. The Division 4 championship game. And that's at 7 o'clock. And it, the rain is supposed to come in and it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. And then the Clippers are back in town on Monday. So when do you play these games if the rain does come in? Defiance won earlier today. Their second straight state championship in Division 2. And Pickerington North won earlier today. They won the Division 1 state championship. Meeting over on the mound. And Ryan Weaver, who had a nice bunt single his last time up, is up to the plate. And he takes that pitch outside and high for a ball. 1-0. His first time up, he walked. So he is 1-for-1 in the ballgame. Strasbaugh at first. Wanzik at second. We've had this situation a lot this year. And the outfield playing Weaver to hit towards right, and now Weaver takes time. Mast is playing in at first base on the grass for the Hawks, expecting a bunt. And the 1-0 swung on it, fouled back and out of play over the third base side. Now it's 1-1. One one. Evan Reidenbaugh is on deck. One ball, one strike the count. To Ryan Weaver. Nobody down here in the fifth. Coming set. Massaro. Holds the set high. And the pitch. That is outside and low for a ball. Two and one. Weaver showing a good eye at the plate. The sophomore left-handed hitter. Two and one the count. Massaro comes set. Checks Wanzik at second. Strasbaugh at first. Not being held. The pitch swung on and grounded right to the first baseman. Mast on a big hop. He'll pick it up. Step on first for the out. But that advances the runners. They are at second and third now. Strasbaugh goes down to second. Wanzik takes third. So Weaver does his job. Advances the runners. First base is open and Evan Reidenbaugh is up to the plate. He's bounced into a double play and reached on a fielder's choice. So he is 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Coming set, Massaro, the pitch, takes a strike over the inside part of the plate. 0 and 1 the count. Shane Weaver on deck. Wind blowing out towards left. Reidenbaugh down in the count 0 and 1. And the pitch, that pitch is a strike at the knees. Nice yeah. fastball. 0 and 2. Massaro has yet to hit the 80 miles an hour speed on the guns in this game. That one was at 77. And the 0-2 pitch to Ridenball with two runners on, one out here in the inning. That pitch is low and outside for a ball. Massaro, nice placement on that pitch. But yeah. Ridenball held off. I think the only time he broke 80 was his first warm-up pitch <laughs> at the very beginning of the game. He does not throw it very fast. And the 1-2 pitch to Ridenball. Curveball swung on, popped up. 
Going back is the shortstop line into short left field. Now comes in on the infield grass and grabs it. And there are now two outs. And it leaves it up to Shane Weaver. See, and that curve hit uh, 65 miles an hour. And when you're trying to get a head and and uh, pull a curve, that's a, that's a tough position to be in. Weaver in this position yesterday, they walked him. Came up with a runner at second in the seventh inning. They intentionally walked him. He didn't like it. But Clearfork did it. And the Bears ended up capitalizing because of it. Now he's got two outs. Let's see with first base open if they give him anything to hit. He hits it right back to the mound off the end of the bat. Massaro picks it up, throws the first in time, and that'll do it for the Bears here in the fifth inning of play. So they get no runs on one hit, one error by Highland, and the Bears leave two men on base. We go to the bottom of five, and it's still Highland six, Waynedale one. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities it serves and the local businesses that operate in those communities. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. Shop local. Eat local. Bank local. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned. Community driven. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Dave Mitchell, Greg Mitchell back here at Huntington Park as we head to the bottom of the fifth. It is six to one. Highland leads it and Evan Rydenball will indeed come out. Getting a little more overcast here. The AEP Power Pavilion sign out in left field is turned on now, but they have not turned the lights on. Haven't found it necessary to do that yet. I'm a little surprised actually. Yeah, it's starting to get pretty dark here. So for Highland, coming up to the plate, it will be Eric Mullen. He led off the inning the last time by grounding out to first base. The inning started innocently enough with the first two men getting out on three pitches, and then boom, Highland dropped the hammer on the Bears and scored five. Lead it six to one, and that pitch is up and away for a ball. Mullet has singled in a run. And fouled out to first. That pitch swung on and grounded to short. Strasbaugh moves to his right, picks it up. Guns it across, wide throw, but Weaver kept his foot on the bag in time for the out. One away, and it brings to the plate Braden Mast. Mast is grounded to first and to second. 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Then Kobe Miller will be on deck. Mast. Standing outside the batter's box, looking down to Tom Gibson for the signs. That pitch swung on and grounded foul to the third base dugout. Not sure what kind of signs you'd be giving somebody with the bases empty and one down in the fifth inning. Other than, hey, hit the ball. (laughs) Especially with a 460 batting. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
I don't know that there's a lot of a lot of strategy here. Get on base. <laughs> Owen won the count to Mast, and the pitch swung on and grounded to short again. Picked up on two hops by Strasbaugh, sets himself, throws across in time. Nick Strasbaugh, two assists on two plays here in the fifth inning. Two outs, and it brings up Kobe Miller. Well, and Rydenball finds himself in a familiar situation. He was here just last inning, and before the uh, the Highland team went on a five-run inning. So we'll see how they respond here. And the pitch to Kobe Miller. That's a curveball over the outside corner for a strike. I thought he called it a strike. Yeah, he, but Yeah, he called it a strike. The scoreboard's got it a ball here. but That pitch hit him well, in the derriere. It's irrelevant what that first pitch was. That second pitch puts him on base. And evidently, Kobe Miller and Evan Reidenbaugh have played either together or against each other before because Kobe Miller said something to Reidenbaugh going down the line, and Reidenbaugh just kind of smiled at him. (laughs) So that's the first hit batter of the ball game on either team. That's Kobe Miller on at first, and now that brings up Derek Miller, and he hits a fly ball out to right field. Coming in is Jarrett Wanzik, calls everybody off. And he grabs it in short right field for the end of the inning. No runs for the Hawks in the inning. They get a runner on on a hit-by-pitch. No errors for Waynedale, and that'll do it. Here in the five innings of play in this D3 state championship game, your score is Highland 6, Waynedale 1. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Steps Down on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. And try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner is served Tuesday through Thursday until 8, Friday and Saturday until 9, and Sunday, noon to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear, on Main Street in Apple Creek. Well, the Bears have been down before in the tournament. 6-2 to two was their biggest disadvantage, and that was to Elyria Catholic, and we all know what happened in that one. They came back and won it in eight innings, 13-8. to eight. But now what they've got to do is they've got to put a five spot on the board in two innings to at least tie this thing up against the Highland Hawks. And Mitch Massaro. Aaron Spidell will lead it off. Marcus Schlebaugh and Colton Purdy. Massaro dealing with a 6-1 to lead here in the 6th. And that's a curveball that bounces to the right of the plate. 1-0 the count. Aaron is struck out looking and grounded to third. So he's 0-2 in the ballgame. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on and grounded right back through the box. Nice pickup by the second baseman, Gingrich. Takes the first base. Not... It was bobbled by Mast at first, and that'll be the fourth error of the ball game against Highland. And the Bears have got another leadoff man on board. They need to capitalize here. Now Marcus Schleyball will come to the plate as Spidell is on at first on the air. 
Schlebaugh has reached on an error and grounded to first. Spidell, who's got 23 stolen bases, leads the team, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Down by five here in the sixth. Massaro comes set. The pitch swung on. Fly ball, center field. Coming in is Derek Miller. And now the shortstop goes out flying, and he grabs it out in short center field for the out. So Schlebaugh pops out to short in short center field. Spidell holds at first. And that will bring to the plate Colton Purdy with one down. Purdy 0 for 2 in the ballgame. He's flied to center and struck out. Spidell getting a good lead off first base as Massaro comes set. And that pitch is a curve ball over at the belt for a called strike. 0-1. I think Spidell could get as big a lead as he wants right now, and Massaro's not even going to bother with him. Right. That's the benefit of having a lead like this, this late in the ballgame. Massaro comes set. And delivers the 0-1 pitch to the plate. Swung on it, grounded wide of third, and into left field for a base hit. Gingrich is going to backhand the ball in short left field, but he'll have no play. Excuse me, that's Klein at short. So a single by Colton Purdy, his first hit of the day. Bears have runners at first and at second. One man down, and Steven Spidell comes to the plate. Steven Spidell. Spidell, line to second, grounded to third. He's 0 for 2. 6-1, to one, Highland leads it here in the 6th. And the pitch. That pitch hangs upstairs for a ball. Jarrett Wanzik's on deck. And now Tom Gibson wants to go to the mound. In his 10th year as head coach of the Hawks, and I think they're going to make a change. They're going to make a change. They're bringing in Mullet. It will be Mullet from right field. That's or, Are they bringing in Mullet? From third. From third, yes they are. Yep, they're moving the first baseman over. They'll move Mass to third. Miller will come in from right and play first. And Mullet is going to go to the mound. That will do it here in the ballgame for the pitcher, Mitch Massaro. He goes five and a third innings here in the ballgame. The two runners on are his responsibility. He gave up seven, or excuse me, Four hits in the ball game so far. One run, but the other two runners are his responsibility. He has struck out two in the ball game, and he walked two. So Eric Mullet, the man with the streak, comes in. He has not given up an earned run in 109 innings. He is 9 and 0 on the year with a perfect 0.0 ERA. So Tom Gibson is not messing around here, Greg. He's going right for it. No, and you know, I don't blame him here. You've got uh, your ace, even though he pitched yesterday and pitched over 100 pitches, you've got your ace sitting over there. Senior, put the ball in his hand. He's got the streak going. He's got the hot hand. Let's not uh, open up the door too far here for the Golden Bears. Uh, and, you know, it's probably a very wise move. We'll just see if the Bears can capitalize and, uh, and jump on Mullet. Well, Massaro battled. He didn't have his best stuff, and he wasn't helped by his defense at all. They committed four errors. So defensively for Highland now, they move Massaro out to right. They move Kobe Miller from right to first. Mast from first to third. And Mullet comes in to pitch. So Mullet... We'll try to 
slam the door on the Bears, and it will be Steven Spidell coming in. This is a state record 109 innings, consecutive innings, without giving up an earned run. He's going to Malone next fall, the senior. Already signed his letter of intent to play at Malone in Canton next year. Right-handed pitcher. And he is going to face off against Steven Spidell with one out. And that pitch is a ball down low. It's 83 miles an hour. That is faster than anything the Bears have seen today. One and oh the count to Spidell. And the pitch to the plate. That pitch swung on. Fly ball, center field. The dropping back is Gingrich, the second baseman, in short center field. And he's going to grab it for the second out of the inning. Runner still at first and second. Spidell at second. Purdy at first. And it brings to the plate Jarrett Wanzik. Two down here in the inning. Bears with two runners on. Nick Strasbaugh is on deck. Wanzik on the afternoon has reached on an air and walked. Scored a run. The only run of the ball game. You know, the Bears stranded two last inning, and now they've got two men here on base this inning. They've got to, they've got to do something here. Mullet threw 105 pitches yesterday. What does he have left? That pitch. Now the throw down to first base taken by a ball, and that pitch, they got him at first base. The throw down to first base picks Colton Purdy off, and that'll do it here in the inning. But in the inning for the Bears, another inning with no runs. They leave one man on, another error by Highland, and the Bears cannot capitalize on that error. And as we go to the bottom of six, it's now Highland six, Waynedale one. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Well, Colton Purdy, when he went sliding back into first base head first, that's number 21. Had to leave the ball game at 21 is Clay Miller. Clay Miller. Clay Miller is into the ball game now at second base. Colton Purdy had to leave the game. Brandon Giles, the first base coach and trainer, was holding his right hand 
I'm not sure if he jammed a finger or maybe broke a finger, but Purdy has to leave the ball game. So Clay Miller now takes his place at second base. And for Highland, leading things off is Andy Miller. And Andy Miller grounds that one foul. And the count is now one and one. And now timeout is called. And I think they just saw lightning. Lightning. Yep. And immediately the first base umpire called timeout, said they saw lightning. And now we're in a rain delay situation. Well, we're going to have some time to kill here. (laughs) A six to one ball game. Waynedale down. And I'm not sure what the rules are in baseball, but I know in football, and you know this very well, that if you see lightning, definitely it's a, at least a half an hour delay. Now they're bringing the tarp out onto the field. Well, I'm not sure if they're bringing the tarp out or not. Well, for, for any of those of you that may be listening... Um, you know, if you're anything like my wife, she just sent uh, me a quick text up here and asked if it was halftime. <laughs> so, the answer is no. <laughs> We're in a rain delay. Well, they're going to lightning cover, watch. They're going to cover everything up. Evidently, they see some something going on on the radar. If you want to check, maybe and see if you can see anything coming in on the radar, because there's no rain going on here, but. The first baseman immediately saw the lightning and decided to take time. We're in a 6-1 to one ball game here. The Bears are down. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning. 1-0 the count to the hitter, Andy Miller. Actually, 1-1 one one the count to the hitter, Andy Miller. Nobody's really moving out of their seats down into the open air because there's no rain coming down and I'm not sure I knew there was some rain coming in from Indianapolis through Cincinnati and Dayton and was going to hit Columbus around the 7 o'clock hour tonight but we're at about 535 right now so the rain coming in early but I would assume Greg that the rules are the same once they see lightning on a baseball field it's probably a half an hour delay well, and unfortunately, I think this may be the, the clearest that it is coming up. The radar is not looking too hot. There's a nice big circle around where we are here in Columbus and a, a lot of really bad storms around us here. So uh, we'll see if this delay doesn't hurt us. Well, I'm going to go on, on. Oh, wow. You're right. I, I'm going to say this right now. And this is just my opinion. I understand the rule, I get it, but you've also got to temper it with some common sense. Right. And in in this situation where, you know, it's a 6-1 to ball game, we're in the sixth inning of play, there's no rain coming down. You've got to look, you know, how far away is the lightning? And, you know, they're going to cover the field in tarp. You've got a situation, Greg, where, I mean, if you spread out that radar and look... 
I don't know how well this field drains, but the Clippers are coming back on Monday. They cannot play these the rest of this game and the 7 o'clock game. If they can't get it in tomorrow, where do they play it? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the question. And they're covering the field with the tarp. And But the problem is there's no rain coming down. <laughs> yeah. So they've got the field covered in a tarp because one of the umpires apparently saw lightning. And now we are in a rain delay of which there is no rain. And again, I say, you know, you, you've almost got to temper this with some common sense instead of just saying, okay, I saw lightning, let's call it off. I mean, you had a game in high school years ago, football game. I remember it was against Northwestern. It was in Apple Creek, and they saw lightning, and it, they were just about ready to play. They saw lightning again, and they had to delay it again. I think you guys ended up finishing the game somewhere close to midnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we... Uh... Well, and, and you know the tough part about that, and, and it'll be interesting to see what, if any, if impact this has on the teams. But the players, when you're used to playing, and then you go inside, and you've got to wait, then you have to come back out. You've got to get rewarmed back up. It's a, it, it's different, and it, it can have a major impact on the psyche of the player. It, you know, I mean, physically, there's not much activity going on. They're all sitting inside resting. Um, so they're not they're not necessarily getting worn out, but just mentally, you're thinking about the situation. You, you're down by five. You've got three uh, three outs left in the game, and you still have to to get through this inning. It's uh so it's a lot to weigh on while you're waiting for the situation to, to get cleared up here. And here's a question. Eric Mullett has got his consecutive inning streak going at 109. He threw over 110 pitches in yesterday's win over Versailles. Now he comes back in. He throws, what, four or five pitches. Now he's got to walk into the dugout and sit for at least a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, after throwing over 110 pitches yesterday. Now he's his arm's got to stiffen up at some time. I mean, if you're Tom Gibson, here's the question. Obviously, you want a state championship. This kid's got a state record going here. Do you send him out in the seventh inning and, and take your shot, or what What do you do? And, and do you jeopardize this kid's career by sticking him back into the ball game when his arm is going to probably stiffen up in the next half hour, 45 minutes? It's a dilemma. Well, I don't think it's uh, as major of a dilemma as you may think. You know, the situation here is pretty straightforward. Nobody nobody cares about the streak right now. They're caring about winning a state championship. They've got three outs left, and they've got their best pitcher, bar none, maybe one of the best in baseball, uh, in, the, in high school baseball here in Ohio, pitching on the mound. I don't think that uh, the, the coach would want anybody else on that mound right now. Probably not. But his arm is still going to stiffen up somewhat. Absolutely. And the question is, you know, do you want to do you want to take a chance on him coming out, you know, when you've got a stiff muscle and you come out and you overexert yourself, which a pitcher's going to do. He's going to overexert himself when he comes into a ball game. And you've got to wonder, 
you know, just what the situation is. I still don't see any rain. We're, we're, I do feel some droplets, but they've got the tarp down, and they evidently are expecting some rain showers. We're going to take a break, a 60-second break, and we'll be back right after this timeout. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Back here at Huntington Park, I'm Dave Mitchell, where we are in the middle of a rain delay on this D3 state championship game. It is to 6-1, Highland leading it right now over the Waynedale Golden Bears and as I said we are in a rain delay and as we we cannot see it but if you stand up and look behind us outside the stadium there are some showers that are coming into the area and as we said the first base umpire immediately called timeout after two pitches at the beginning of this bottom of the sixth inning and decided to put us into a rain delay and as I said if you look back over our shoulder here and look outside there are definitely a lot of black clouds behind us and they are evidently expecting some rain now Tom Gibson just came out his players are in the dugout the Waynedale players I'm not sure where they've gone I don't see them down in the dugout but I do feel a few droplets coming in here Greg yeah, and, and from our vantage point, we couldn't see the uh, the, the lightning, but uh, from what uh, some folks behind us have said, it, it actually happened just outside the first base side uh, behind us. Uh, so doesn't and it didn't sound like it was too it was uh, far away. It sounded like it was pretty close from what uh, some of the guys were saying. So it seems like this is probably justified, but. We'll see uh, how long they they wait here and and if this weather can hold off. Well, looking at what you showed me on the phone, it is a big cell that is coming through the area. And again, I've got to go back to the situation. I mean, if you look at the weather forecast for tomorrow, we're looking at scattered thunder showers all day tomorrow into the afternoon. And if they cannot get these the rest of this game and the D4 game in tonight the Clippers are home on Monday I've already checked that schedule I mean they, they're, they're kind of put into a into a pickle as to what they are going to do I mean they may have to come back on Monday and play it during the day which is something I don't think the OHSAA is going to want to do and I'm not sure the Clippers would even be happy about that situation where they would be coming home and you have a high school game being played on the field Early in the early in the day, and then the Clippers have to come back and play. 
So I mean that that's where that's where we are as far as that is concerned. It is six to one, and we're just going to kind of wait around. So right now the time is five forty-six. What we're going to do is we're going to be back right at six o'clock. So if you want to stick around, we will come back at six o'clock with an update on what is happening here at Huntington Park. But right now we're in a rain delay. It is six to one. Highland leads it here in the bottom of the sixth inning. There is nobody out. And there is a one ball, one strike count to the batter, Andy Miller. I'm Dave Mitchell with Greg Mitchell here on All Deports Talk. We're going to go for a break and we will be back at six o'clock and bring you updated as far as what's happening from here. Until then, we'll be back, as I said, at six. Welcome back to Huntington Park here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Greg Mitchell. We are in the middle of a rain delay, and after doing some checking, we have found out that the state rules prohibit that this game go the seven innings. It is not going to be rain-shortened, so definitely there is not going to be any. Now they're going to take up the field. They're, they're going to bring up the tarp. As right. the ground crew is coming out, and they're bringing up the tarp, Greg, you were out back looking things over and said that there was a lot of clouds that were behind us and that the Cincinnati Reds game was also under a rain delay, too. Yeah, it, uh, it was pretty pretty dark behind us, but I'll tell you, the, the one shining hope is that the, the wind is moving here and it seems to be blowing all the dark clouds away from us. So, Well, they are taking up the tarp, so that's good news which means that we are only minutes away, probably five or ten minutes away from getting this game back underway. But during that delay, I had an opportunity to call Kirby Kaiser, who umpired the Division I state championship game here earlier today, and he said, yes, the rule states that you must complete the game. It has to go seven innings. So that's one piece of good news. But that the umpire did use the rule... And I was correct that once you see lightning, it has to be at least delayed for a half an hour. When And that happened at about 5.40, something of that nature. And now we're at 6.02, which means that by the time they get the tarp off the field and the players warm up and get back to playing some baseball, they'll be outside that half-hour window. They have still yet to turn on the lights here. You know, they've turned some lights on on the signs, but the, the, I'm really shocked to see that they have not turned the lights on. I am part. also, but what what more intrigues me, I'm going to go back to that crane. Look at how that thing continues to move wow. out there, just over the right center field scoreboard. And, boy, you look at that thing, Greg, and, and it has been pointed towards home plate. It's now pointed outside the center field center field fence. That thing has been it all have over done the place. A full rotation at this point, right? I mean, that thing just continues to move. So, you know, like I said, we're we are in the middle of the rain delay here now. They've got now they're looking out, and we're just getting word now on Colton Purdy. Here's some interesting information: the first baseman stepped on Colton's hand. And he got an indent in it from the cleat, and he dislocated a finger. Ah. So that is what happened to Colton Purdy. So he right now, obviously, is out of the ball game. But now the question is, when will we get this thing restarted? 
And they are taking the tarp up off the field. So that, that appears to be good news as they are taking the tarp off. It is six to one. Let's go over what has happened in this ballgame. We might as well just stay right here because it appears that we're going to get underway here fairly quickly. And hopefully at some time in the future, they'll turn on the lights. <laughs> as, as you said, that I would think before they get this game underway, those lights are going to have to come on. Uh, you would think so. I mean, it, even though the clouds seem to be blowing away from us, it is still pretty dark over the over the field. Let's recap what's happened in the game so far. The Bears in the first inning went down 1-2-3, but that was thanks to a double play off the bat of Evan Reidenbaugh, and it was nothing-nothing. And then when we headed into the bottom of the first Highland, the first two men were out. Brian Yoder reached on an error. Mitch Massaro lined a base hit to left field, and then Eric Mullett got a base hit to left field, driving home Brian Yoder from second base. And it was one to nothing Highland in the bottom of the first inning. The Bears, in their top half of the third, came back to tie things up. Jarrett Wanzik reached on a walk. Nick Strasbach got a base hit to left field. Ryan Weaver then dropped a beautiful bunt down between third and the mound. And the Bears had the bases loaded, nobody out. Evan Reidenbaugh then bounced into a fielder's choice in which Ryan Weaver was erased at second base. But Jarrett Wanzik came home to score, and the game was tied at 1-1. But the Bears could not get anything else in the inning, and that's the way it stood up until the fourth. When in the inning, Eric Mullett led things off for Highland. He grounded to first, then Braden Mass grounded to second. Kobe Miller got an innocent little base hit, we thought at the time, into left center field. Derek Miller then walked. Andy Miller reached on an error. And then Chris Klein got a base hit to center, driving home Kobe Miller from third base, and Highland had a 2-1 to lead. And then Tyson Gingrich tripled, and that drove home Derek Miller, Andy Miller, and Chris Klein. That made it 5-1. to Brian Yoder then got a base hit to center, driving home Tyson Gingrich, and that put us where we are right now at 6-1. to here in the bottom of the sixth inning, there is nobody out. Now the scoreboard says it's a 1-0 and count, but they also say that it's Mitch Massaro up to the plate, and in all actuality, it's Andy Miller, and the count is 1-1. One and one. They've got the tarp off the field. Now they've just got to get it rolled up and put away. The Highland players are in the dugout. They are set to get this game back underway. Meanwhile, the Waynedale players, they're in the dugout, and they would like to get this game back underway. I don't know that it's uh, necessarily cooth to uh, play November rain during the <laughs> rain delay, but so be it. <laughs> well, it's better than let it rain. <laughs> yeah. Let it be. They did play as raining men. I heard that earlier. So, I, I, I did hear that. They must have their own rain delay soundtrack. And, and the funny thing was, Greg, while you were out getting a hamburger during the delay, the lady up behind us, just to the right of me, was singing right along with them. It's raining men. Yeah. You know, not, not too many that we've seen come out of the sky here, but <laughs> nonetheless, it's it's still... I will say this. 
I was talking with Chad Mullins earlier today. We were watching the second game uh, between Pickerington North when they won the state title uh, over Cincinnati LaSalle. And Chad made the comment that the playlist that they play here is a lot better than what Jimmy Miller plays at the Waynedale High School basketball games. Uh, so I know Jimmy will probably hear that, and he will take offense to it. But he does play American Pie, and I do enjoy that one. Oh, good. You know. Then he's got the Penn State fight song, Sweet Caroline. That, that's the one that I, I always enjoy. But then he plays a lot of other country hits that a lot of the teenage kids just, just don't like. Jimmy takes a lot of a lot of abuse as the PA announcer. But somebody's got to take it. This one has not been exactly what Bears fans have hoped. One of these two teams was going to win their first state championship. And right now Highland is on top of it 6-1. to one. And I gotta say, Greg, I certainly hope that they do turn the lights on. Although, now here's the question that I've got. I know they're not supposed to turn the lights on in the middle of an inning. Now this inning technically began, but it started with a rain delay. So the question is, can they actually start it after a rain delay? Now, I got all my information from Kirby Kaiser earlier, but I'm not sure we can get any more from him. He did an excellent job, by the way, behind the plate this afternoon in that Division One state championship game. His first first appearance in a state championship game, and he, he did an excellent job behind the plate. We want to congratulate him because that that is quite an honor for him to do it. This has really been a big day for... The Wayne and Holmes County area with Kirby doing the Division One game, Greg, and then this game here between Highland and Waynedale. This this has been a big game. I know a lot of it. A lot of the people in in the Waynedale district they were all excited about this, but I know the Highland people they were excited about playing this game also. I think this is a game that both teams really wanted to play. Well, and it's it's a big deal for the communities. You know, when you're that close together in the same division, it's it's rare not to see those teams play against each other in the regular season. So that's, you know, it's exciting, especially at this at this stage, to, to see two teams that are so close together in one in one uh, community environment play against each other. That's it's it's just a big deal. It definitely is. Now here here's one of those things that I talked about earlier. It's one, now they are going to turn the lights on. Good for them. Congratulations. This is what I was going to say was, you know, you've got to temper this with some sort of common sense. That, yes, certainly the rule probably is that you can't turn on the lights in the middle of an inning. But, gentlemen, come on. You know, we, we put together all sorts of safety. In other words, they, they delay the game for a half an hour because one of the umpires saw lightning and that was for safety. And then they're not going to turn the lights on to make it safer play for these kids and now they are turning the lights on at least here on the left field side but the center field side they still haven't turned the lights on and above us they haven't must be on a different switch <laughs> well, so you know you asked the question about uh, about mullet earlier and I'll, I'll turn around and ask you the same thing is there any anything in uh, coach McDowell's thought process at this point do you think 
is going through his head to, to switch out Rydenbaugh. You know, he's been sitting now for going on more than a half hour. You want to talk about uh, tightened arms and muscles. Is there any, you know, do they have any depth at the pitching position to be able to bring someone in at this point? Well, I talked with Justin earlier today before the game, and he said, you know, everybody was going to be able to throw. And I said, well, what about Marcus Schlebaugh? He said he was going to have him throw on the field and let him know just how tight things were, and if he could throw an inning or two, he he probably would. Now, right now, if he was going to pull somebody, I would say if he was going to pull Rydenbaugh, he'd probably go with Parker Snyder. That would be who I would think. He, and, and, but then again, he might, be, he might go with Camacho, only from the standpoint that he can bring Manny in from left field, move Weaver back over to left field, and put Evan back in his normal center field position. But you bring up a good point, one that I didn't even think about, is that, yes, I mean, if you've got some concerns, which I do, about Mullet coming out, you've almost got to wonder whether or not he'll he'll switch out Evan Reidenbaugh. Now, in the paper this morning, Tim Petterini, the College of Worcester coach, who coached McDowell at the College of Worcester, made the comment that Justin is a pitcher's coach. He understands pitching. He knows what it is. And Justin does not like to change pitchers. He likes to have his pitchers fight out of situation. This is a different situation. Whether or not Evan, who really probably has not thrown a lot of pitches. We haven't kept track of the pitch count. But he's had a lot of one-out outs, one-pitch outs in this game. So it all depends on how his arm feels after warming up. Now, Parker Snyder is warming up out in left field with Aaron Spidell. So just watching that, I would almost say that maybe that is a telltale sign that they are going to go with Parker Snyder and bring him in. Because Spidell is down there. They're not warming up in the bullpen. They're just throwing in the outfield. But Parker was also throwing in the bullpen for a while, so his arm is probably loose. Yep. And Parker's an excellent pitcher also. I mean, when you look at Parker Snyder's he started out the year and had had surgery and wasn't able to start the season with the team. But when he came back, Snyder really was outstanding. 5-0 and record this year with a 1.65 ERA. And Snyder pitched in just 29 and two-thirds innings, giving up 21 base hits, only nine runs. Seven of them were earned. He struck out 24 and walked nine, and he's the only lefty that the Bears have in their rotation, and he did an excellent job. Matter of fact, he pitched the conference clinching win over Hillsdale the last day of the regular season. So he, he's done an outstanding job. The Bears are going to come out onto the field, and Reidenbaugh is going out to center field, so Parker Snyder will be the pitcher. They are going to pull Evan Reidenbaugh. He will go to center. Ryan Weaver is moving to left. We can see that now. Parker Snyder is coming into the dugout, throws his gum away, and he's going to the mound, and he will be the pitcher here this afternoon. Now, Parker's got good location. He is one of those guys that you call a crafty left-hander. He's got a lot of off-speed pitches, which makes his fastball look that much faster. But he, he has done an excellent job on the mound this year for the Bears, as we said. We've gone gone through his stats. He's only pitched one inning in tournament play 
and that was one inning against Elyria Catholic in the sixth inning when he came in for Rydenbaugh in that game. And he got through the inning against Elyria Catholic, and then Manny Camacho came in and pitched the last two innings of that one, and the Bears ended up winning that in the regional championship game last Friday, 13-8 to at Ducky Schroeder Stadium in Maslin. Now the lights are coming on out in center field. And the clouds, the dark clouds that you saw out back, <laughs> they're over the top of us, but they just appear to be moving away. I think that crane's moved a little bit the opposite direction. And this wind is going in every different direction here today. It's blowing straight out to center field now. But it does swirl in here like it does normally in, in any major league park. This one, you know, I heard somebody say yesterday that this is a mini progressive field without the second deck. And I think they're probably right, with the exception of the right field fence is at 19 feet, where at progressive field it is at 19 feet in left field. We're going to be back and bring you more of this afternoon's ballgame right after this timeout. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Just got word from Chris Lapish that the Athletic Booster Club and the Athletic Department at Waynedale is going to hold a ceremony and a victory celebration for the Bears baseball team and the track girls, Sammy Ice and Denise Mockamer, on Monday night at the football stadium at 7 o'clock. Monday night, 7 o'clock at the football stadium. So be sure to join us all then to celebrate what this baseball team and the track girls have done this season. Parker Snyder, I think he's going to get as many warm-ups as he wants. As he comes in here, he's the new pitcher, and after a rain delay, if you're changing pitchers, you normally get as many warm-ups as you care for. And Parker is just taking his time warming up on the mound. So the Bears defensively, they're going to switch Ryan Weaver from center to left. Evan Reidenbaugh goes from the mound to center field. Jarrett Wanzik stays in right. Schleybaugh is still at third. Strasbaugh at short. Clay Miller is at second base now, taking the place of Colton Purdy, in case you missed it. Purdy was stepped on at first base on that pickoff over at first base. He's got a cleat indentation, and he also dislocated a finger, so he's out of the game. Clay Miller in at second. Shane Weaver is at first. Aaron Spidell still behind the plate. And Andy Miller, with the count one and one, now comes to the plate as we continue this ball game in the bottom of the sixth. Six to one, Highland on top of it. Parker Snyder, the pitcher, the left-hander, as we said, five and zero on the year, on the season, and his ERA 1.65. The senior delivers the pitch, the one-one, a called strike, and the count now one and two. Now, if he strikes out Miller, that goes to Rydenbaugh because Rydenbaugh left the game with a one and one count. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. <laughs> and the one-two swung on and line fouled on the right field side. Oh. 
Now that they turned the lights on, the clouds have gone away, and we really don't need the lights. <laughs> Andy Miller, the freshman, down in the count one and two. Wind blowing out towards right center field now here at Huntington Park. And the pitch swung on and fouled back here to the right of us. And almost a nice play by a Highland fan. Let it falls out of his outstretched hand. One and two the count. Miller's fouled away a couple of pitches. Chris Klein is on deck. Then Tyson Gingrich, top of the order. That pitch down and low. And outside. Two and two the count. Nice venue up here, huh? It's great. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a special part. Two and two the count. And the pitch from Snyder swung on and tapped foul behind home plate by Andy Miller. Miller reached on an error and grounded out to second. So he is 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Highland is three outs away from their first ever state championship in the game of baseball. And that pitch swung on. Fly ball, right field. Jarrett Wanzik went back. Now coming in on the run, and he'll grab it chest high for the out. Well, he made a nice adjustment on that fly ball and got the out. Yeah, he did. One away here in the sixth. He's made a couple of nice plays out in right field. He's an underrated ball player. Wanzik may bat ninth and may play right field, but he's an underrated ball player. And the Bears are going to miss him along with the rest of these seniors tremendously next year. Chris Klein, one for three in the ballgame. Steps to the plate. He lines a pitch foul down the right field side and into the stands. Takes a bounce and goes into the picnic pavilion down the right field side. Klein sure doesn't like to take very many pitches, I'll tell you. <laughs> he did the same thing against riding ball, and he's just jumping all over the first pitch. So far, I've only seen, he's only taken. There's the second pitch. Third hey. pitch. Third pitch he's, he's actually... <laughs> Taken. The other pitches, he's lined in someplace, and that was a ball. One and one the count. One down. Klein hitting right-handed, and that pitch swung on and missed. I don't know how many, you know, that brings up the case. How many pitches have they actually swung and missed at today? Not many. Not many, no. Uh, like you mentioned in the pregame, when they swing the, the bat, they, they're usually making contact. One and two the count. And the pitch to the plate swung on it, lined down the right field lot side. Again, out of play into the stands. And the count stays one and two. Indians are playing tonight against Kansas City. They've won the first two games of that series. Walk-off fashion. One and two the count. That pitch swung on. Fly ball right side. Giving chase is Shane Weaver, but that'll go out of play again. Down near the bullpen. Then at the, the southwest corner of, uh, of Ohio, the Reds <laughs> welcomed the Nationals, the leading the NL East, and won last night. And so far, Joey Votto hit a home run to put him up 3-2 to two over the Nationals here today. So, who knows? 1-2 pitch. The pitch swung on and tapped right back to the mound over the head of Snyder. Coming in as Strasbaugh picks it up on the grass. Throw across mound in time. Boy, Klein put that right where he had to for the infield single. He's 2 for 4 in the ballgame. So he's on at first base. One down. And it brings up Tyson Gingrich. Gingrich 
two for three in the ball game, a triple with three RBIs, a single, and he flied to left. Yeah, not a good homecoming for Dusty Baker. <laughs> not, not so far. <laughs> Klein getting the lead off of first base. Gets a good lead against Snyder. He's got a good move, and that pitch is a strike over the outside corner. 0-1 the count. I don't know what's worse. The uh, PA announcer calling Spidel in, instead of Spidel, or here he called him Gingerich. Yeah. <laughs> on one throw over to first base, Klein back standing. Rule number one when you're a PA announcer. If there's any doubt as the pronunciation of the name, go ask somebody. <laughs> on one the count. There goes the runner, Klein. Pitch lined up the gap in left center field. Coming over is Weaver. Dives wow. and he made the catch. Great catch. In short left center field and Klein reverses his field and gets back to first. What a great play <laughs> by Ryan Weaver out in left center field. That thing was ticketed to the gap in left center. There are two down and it brings up Brian Yoder. How would you mispronounce Yoder? If you could. Yoder? <laughs> I don't know. Yoder. And Snyder throws over to first base. Back in time is Klein. Two down now. Yoder reached on an error. Singled. Line to short. One for three. Two down here in the sixth. And the pitch... High and outside for a ball. 1-0 the count to Brian Yoder. Yeah, that was such a big play by Weaver. Yes. To get that, that saved. Uh, you know, the, the runner was going on that pitch, and he could have, for all intents and purposes, he probably could have made it to third with the jump he had. Snyder, the 1-0. Swung on a foul oh. right back here. Get your glove, and it's going to hit on top of the roof. I tried. I reached, but... <laughs> And it drops down right in front of us. And a poor child gets it, and immediately it's taken away by an adult. That happens in Major League Parks, too. The kids get the ball, and then the adults take it away. One and one the count. Klein holding it first. That pitch swung on and missed. Now the throw down to first base. Weaver wasn't on the bag. He was in front of the bag and couldn't get back in time to tag out Klein. So he's back in safely, and the count one and two to Brian Yoder. Yeah, I don't think Weaver expected that to to be coming. One and two the count. Snyder towing the rubber. Klein gets the lead off of first. He's holding. That pitch swung on and lined over the first base side down the right field line. Fair ball. Coming in is Wanzik. He'll get it back in. Rounding second and going to third is Klein. And the opposite field base hit by Brian Yoder, his second of the afternoon. Gives Highland runners at first and third. And the cleanup man, Mitch Massaro, who is on tap to be the winning pitcher in this game. Up to the plate. Massaro is singled and has been out twice. So he's one for three. Remember in that third inning, he hit the foul ball to third base that Tom Gibson interfered with Marcus Schleybaugh on. And that was one of his outs. Snyder, the pitch to the plate, swung on, fouled straight back over the third base side and out of play. 0-1 the count to Massaro. Mullet is on deck. I would think that Mullet will come out in the seventh inning. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think there's a doubt. 
I don't know that there's anybody else that he would want to have in that seventh inning. Probably not. Owen won the count, swung on, fouled straight back again and out of play. The same, almost the same spot. If he was Colton Purdy and had a had a dislocated finger, I still think that <laughs> Gibson would probably go with Mullet in the seventh. No balls, two strikes. Snyder out of the stretch. Runners at first and third. Yoder at first. Klein at third. And the pitch outside. Boy, Aaron Spidell not happy with the home plate umpire right now. You could just tell his shoulders slumped. As a catcher, you can get away with saying a lot of things to the home plate umpire if you don't turn around. And I'm sure Aaron's probably saying a few things right now. One and two to count. Snyder the pitch to the plate. Curve ball upstairs. Ball two. Two and two to count. Snyder peering in for the sign. Riding ball playing over in right center field for the hitter Massaro. And the two two pitch to the plate. That's down low. Three and two. Came with the fastball that time. These Wayndale fans really trying to will a strikeout here. They want to get, get out of that inning. Get out of this inning and get to the seventh. Let's see what we can do. Mullet on deck. Yoder at first. Klein at third. And the payoff pitch to the plate. There goes the runner. The ball gets behind Spidell in the dirt. And coming home to score is Klein, and it's 7-1. to one. Seven to one, the score on the p- wild pitch. That's the third wild pitch of the day by Bear pitchers. Now Tom Gibson is going to come down and talk with the home plate umpire. First walk of the afternoon given up by Parker Snyder, and let's see, that's number 44 coming in to run for Highland, and that is Harrison Coblenz, freshman. What did he say? It's Harrison Koblenz and what? He take Thomas or, or <laughs> Koblenz? Well, now <laughs> six, Eric Mullet. <laughs> who, who knows at I'm, this point? I'm at I'm at a loss here. Hey, all I know is they still got Mitch Massaro batting on the scoreboard. So yeah. <laughs> now, now they just changed it to Mullet. Yeah, but still. So Massaro is at at first and at second is Koblenz, a.k.a. Koblenz. And Mullet to the plate. Mullet, one for three. Singled in the first inning. Singled home the go-ahead run in that inning. And that pitch is taken upstairs for a ball. Braden Mast is on deck. Seven to one. Highland on top of it here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Yoder getting the lead off of first base. Koblenz at second. That pitch is high and outside for a ball. 2-0. One thing about it, I don't know how many schools are in Division Three. I didn't look that up. I'll get to my point here after this. 2-0. And the pitch to the plate. That's a strike over the inside part of the plate. 2-1 the count. No matter how many schools, I would say somewhere in the area of 150. Division three schools. You're in the final two. Quite a year. 
Two and one the count. And the pitch swung on, fouled back here over our heads and out of play. And the count now, two and two to Eric Mullet. Two balls, two strikes, runners at first and second. Koblenz at second, Yoder at first. And the pitch to the plate, swung on and missed. Strike three. That'll do it for Highland in the inning first strikeout by Parker Snyder. But in the inning for Highland, they pick up one run on two base hits. No Waynedale errors. And Highland leaves two men on. We go to the seventh. Highland three outs away from the state championship. Your score. Highland seven. Waynedale one. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek drive-thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities it serves and the local businesses that operate in those communities. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. Shop local. Eat local. Bank local. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned. Community driven. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Back at Huntington Park, Dave Mitchell with Greg Mitchell here this afternoon in this D3 state championship game. Highland on top of it right now by a score of 7-1, to one, and it will indeed be Eric Mullet coming out to pitch for Tom Gibson's Highland Hawks. One of these teams were going to win their first baseball state championship, and Highland right now three outs away from doing it. For the Bears, they need six runs. Here in the seventh, and it will be Jarrett Wanzik, Nick Strasbaugh, and Ryan Weaver. Wanzik, a senior, boy, what a year he's had. 321 today, a walk, a run scored, the only run scored today for the Bears, reached on an error. He's been quite a player for the Bears this year. Right fielder, platooned last year in right field. This year it was all his job, and he solidified that number nine spot in the batting order, just like a coach would want. That pitch swung on and lined out to right field, going back as Massaro, and he's got it for the first out of the inning. Now up Nick Strasbaugh. Nick, two for three in the afternoon, two singles, and he flied to center. Strasbaugh will be going to the College of Worcester next year. Probably, I think he's more suited to be a second baseman. And I would guess that's where Tim Pedarini will play him. It's a good shortstop, but probably better suited at the college level to play second. That pitch is a curveball by Mullet at the knees for a strike. 0-1 the count. Nick has been the leader in both football, basketball, and now baseball. And he's a senior playing in his last game. And that pitch, 1-1 the count, taken outside. Ryan Weaver's on deck. And the 1-1 pitch to Nick. That's a curveball upstairs, 2-1. And the 2-1 pitch to Strasbaugh. Swung on and fouled right back over our heads and out of play. 
And the count evens at two and two. You know, Mullet doesn't necessarily overwhelm the batters, but he... That pitch low and outside for a ball. Three and two. And he sure has, you know, he, he chooses his pitches wisely. He's got good placement. And he gets the, he gets the batters to, to hit in where the, where the defense is. Three, two pitch to Strasbaugh. Bounces in front of the plate. Ball four. So he walked it. No disrespect towards Mullet. But I'd almost like to see the streak end. <laughs> You know, well, like I said, I'm sure there's nothing going on in his mind right now that gives a gives yeah. a, a dad about the streak. Strasbaugh gets the lead off first base. He's not going anywhere, and that pitch is upstairs for a ball. Want to know the count? Mullet <laughs> looks in in disbelief. Evan Reidenbaugh is on deck. I think both teams have been equally as upset about the strike zone. <laughs> One and oh the count. Strasbaugh holds. That pitch is upstairs. Ball two. Mullet working out of the stretch. Comes set. That pitch high and outside. Ball three. Three and oh. No, one out. That was Jarrett Wanzik flying out to right. Strasbaugh on at first. I know he disagrees, but I, I I don't think these pitches are as close as they think they are. And the 3-0, that pitch is a strike. Ooh. Ryan Weaver threw the bat away. That will not endear him to the home plate umpire. 3-1 and one the count. Ryan didn't even get a couple steps out of the batter's box and threw the bat over to the on-deck circle, and Reidenbaugh threw it right back to him. Three and one the count. That pitch, that's a called strike. Three and two. That may have been payback for throwing the bat away. (laughs) Three and two. One away here in the seventh. Highland two outs away from a state title. Strasbaugh gets the lead off first. And the pitch to the plate. Swung on and missed strike three. 83 mile an hour fastball. Two away. It's a first strike out of the ball game by Mullet. Yeah, the sophomore just couldn't catch up to that one. And now it's Evan Reidenbaugh. And on the scoreboard, it's Parker Snyder. Glad to know we're up to date with things. Reidenbaugh, another senior, been outstanding in soccer, basketball, and baseball. That pitch down low and outside to Evan. One and the count. He is 0 for 3 in the ballgame, went 2 for 3 yesterday, led the team in hitting this year. He's going to college to be a police officer. That pitch swung on and tapped foul over to the third base side. Evan, one of the best kids that you're going to want to be around. Always polite. Always would talk to you about anything. 1 and 1 the count. Shane Weaver is on deck. Strasbaugh the lead, two down, 1-1 pitch to Reidenbaugh, curved ball at the belt for a called strike. And now Highland, a strike away from the state championship. Reidenbaugh, one foot in the box, one foot out. 
One and two the count. Strasbaugh at first base. Mullet comes to the belt. And the one-two pitch. Swung on and tapped to short. Coming in is Klein. Klein picks it up. Throws to first base in time. And the Highland Hawks are the 2016 Division Three State Baseball Champions. The Hawks win it here this afternoon by a final score of 7-1. to one. Well, Mullet may not make it to Malone next year. He's underneath the pile of people right now. They're, they mauled him. What an outstanding season for the Highland Hawks. But I'll tell you another thing too, Greg. What an outstanding year for the Waynedale Golden Bears. You know, they're... This is something I've said it time and time again. You go into every season, you dream of making it to a state championship game or winning the state title. You don't necessarily think it will happen, but they got here. Yep. And other teams in the state of Ohio would love to have been in the same position that they were in. And it'll be interesting to see the hugs and the well wishes between these two ball clubs because, like we said, nine of the 19 players played together in youth sports growing up. There are so many family, friends, girlfriends, boyfriends from each school. Saw one girl today, I swear it's Aaron Spidell's girlfriend, that had a half t-shirt of Highland and a half t-shirt of Waynedale <laughs> wearing it today. Highland still celebrating out behind the mound and the Waynedale Golden Bears just waiting near their dugout to congratulate the Hawks. Both class schools, both class ball players and boy I'll tell you what this Highland Hawks team they're a heck of a ball club yeah absolutely and now now comes the congratulatory handshakes and you can see a lot of sportsmanship I always hate that term being tossed around but this this on these two sides you know 15 miles apart these are guys that have grown up together played together and they are truly happy for each other. Right yeah. there was Massaro and Reidenbaugh hugging each other as they got through the line. Of course, they're, as Massaro, he didn't say it, but he said, might as well have said it. They're, they're cousins somewhere down the lines, kissing cousins. But this is just an outstanding two ball clubs. The Bears make it all the way to the state championship game and they lose it here this afternoon by a final score of 7-1. to We're going to have some final thoughts and wrap things up from Huntington Park right after this timeout. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Well, when you look at this ball game, a 7-1 defeat by Waynedale to Highland. Highland wins the D3 Ladies State Championship. In five years, ten years, twenty years, Greg, it's not going to be the fact that you lost. It's going to be the fact that you got there. What an accomplishment by this group of seniors and by this baseball team. Just, just an unbelievable accomplishment and what these kids did. You know, when you look at this group of, fre- of seniors, 
when they were in fifth and sixth grade, people started putting pressure on these kids to be as good as the athletes that were in your class back in 2003 in football, baseball, basketball. And these kids had so much pressure on themselves through 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th grade. I know football didn't end up the way they wanted it to. They lost in the first game to Swanton. Basketball, they got to the district finals against Oberlin and fell there. But this time, they knocked the door down and they got to the state championship game. And like I said, Greg... Nobody will ever be able to take that away from them. They got to the state championship game. They may not have won it, but they got there. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And now the the players are getting their awards. Shane Weaver, Marcus Schlebaugh. Shane Weaver, you know, if it not had not been for the torn labrum, the Bears would have been three pitchers deep. They would have had three senior pitchers this year. And Shane Weaver's going on a mission next year. And then he hopes to go to a college when he returns from his mission after a year. By that time, the labrum should be all set and ready to go. And maybe he can go somewhere and pitch for a good a good college team. Aaron Spidell. You know, if it hadn't been, Greg, for Aaron Spidell coming up to Justin McDowell at the end of the year. Aaron was a, an outfielder a year ago. And he saw that this team was going to need a catcher because Ty Straits was going to be the catcher. But he got hurt before the season began and couldn't catch. Aaron Spidell sacrificed his senior year to come to McDowell and say, hey, we need a catcher, let me try. And he turned out to be not only last year one of the best defensive outfielders, he turned out to be one of the best defensive catchers this year. The kid had never caught before. And he did an outstanding job, picked off five guys at second base this year, and had an excellent job not only in handling the pitching staff, but also at the plate. And he'll be going to the College of Worcester also. He'll move back to the outfield, but he'll never forget this. Marcus Schlebaugh, the most valuable player of the Wayne County Athletic League, he decided to just solely concentrate on baseball. He'll be going to Mercyhurst next year. And what an outstanding job he did for this team. And what he did at 10-0. and on the year and an ERA under one. You just cannot ask for anything. And, and from the plate, Schleyball was Mr. Clutch. Every time this team seemed to need a big hit like he had yesterday against Clear Fork in the seventh inning, even after that sixth inning where he had the control problems, gave up the lead, he came up with the bases loaded in the seventh inning and delivered a two, a two-run single. And Bill Buckerfield forgot what happened in the sixth inning, and then came out and shut down Clear Fork in the seventh inning. Mr. Clutch, Marcus Schleyball. And, and then I want to make sure that I don't forget him. Garrett Higgins. You know, Higgy, he always picked on me because in basketball, you knew the game was over because I would say it's Higgy time. <laughs> and he would come into the ball game. You know, he doesn't get to play a lot, but he's one of those guys that you just love to have on the team. Because he just picks up the rest of the team and just loves being around everybody else. And you've got to have guys like that on this team. And one other person that I forgot to mention when I gave the seniors the Lem's Pizza star of the game, and I really want to apologize to him right now, was the manager of this team, Noah Vance. Noah Vance was there for me. He's a senior. He was there for me in the dugout with lineups and everything else that I needed during the regular season and during the tournament. 
And Noah was one of those guys, again, that just wanted to be part of the team, wanted to be the manager, just dress in the uniform and be around the guys. And, and Noah did that this year. There's a lot of kids that are going to be coming back on this Waynedale squad, but those are your seniors that are going to be saying goodbye. And then, last but not least, Parker Snyder. Parker Snyder was outstanding this year after coming back from a real delicate surgery early in the year. Luckily, it was an easy surgery. He came back from it, got back into the starting rotation, and this team really came together, and Parker pitched outstanding all season long and even into this game. To put him into the sixth inning, Greg, in a tough situation where he's only pitched one inning over the last three weeks, he did about as much as you could expect from somebody. And Parker Snyder, what an outstanding career for him. Those are your seniors on this Waynedale Golden Bear team. We're going to be back to give you the final totals of this one and wrap things up from Huntington Park right after this timeout. Tired of the same old national pizza chains? Try Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, sponsor of tonight's Star of the Game. Locally owned and operated since 1996, Lem's Pizza offers the best in pizza, subs, wings, and now 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Delivering value every time with a hometown personal touch. Lem's Pizza is a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like us on Facebook. Order now by calling 695-7111. Well, your final score once again here this afternoon, 7-1. Highland wins it. Your final line score here this afternoon for Highland, seven runs on nine hits, four errors in the ballgame. For Waynedale, one run on four hits, two errors. And quite honestly, I think that was the least amount of hits that the Bears have gotten in this tournament run. They had 13 yesterday. They had four today. And they lose it here. 7-1. Highland wins their first ever state baseball championship. Your winning pitcher here this afternoon, Mitch Massaro. He goes to 6-0. and And for the Bears, the losing pitcher, Evan Reidenbaugh, he falls to 4-4. Four four. Wayndale's final record this year, 26-6. and While Highland... Ends up the year at 30 and 2. We'll be back to wrap things up from Huntington Park here in this D3 state championship game after this final timeout. At Lem's Pizza in Fredericksburg, you get a pizza you won't get anywhere else. There's a reason we've been in business since 1996. We use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. We not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza, open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 2. And we're open until 9 on Sunday through Thursday, until 10, Friday and Saturday. It's not just pizza, it's Lem's Pizza. On the square of Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, 695-7111. So Highland wins it here this afternoon, 7-1. to Greg, any final thoughts on this ballgame? No... You know, not not anything in uh, in a lot of detail that uh, that hasn't already been said. But I just have to extend a sincere congratulations to the the Wayndale Golden Bears team. You know, even though it, it hurts, um, you know, it's probably a very surreal situation for them right now. And and uh, you're hearing the other team get called as the state champions. Um, they this does not take away from anything that they have done this year. Um, you know, like we said at the beginning of the, the game, this team has done something that no other team in school history has ever done. 
you know, they can they can wear that trophy proud, and, uh, and there there is they should they should definitely go home to Apple Creek, Ohio, with their chins held high. Um, you know, for these seniors, I'm sure it's really starting to settle in that this is it. They, uh, you know, they will never play another inning in uh, in a Waynedale Golden Bear uniform. And um, you know, for speaking from someone who went through the same the same thing, not at the state championship game, but uh, you know, it, it hits you and you just you just don't know what to think of it. Um, you know, some will go on, as you've heard, to, to go play college ball. Um, others, this is the last time they'll ever play organized baseball. Um, you know, but for those uh, underclassmen that are coming back next year and for the freshman class coming in, you know, they've got some big shoes to, to fill here. Um, you know, and hopefully they everyone sees that it is possible to, to get this far, um, you know, out of the Wayne County Athletic League. So hard work and dedication, and you know sometimes some dumb luck. You'll uh, you you never know what can happen. But uh, congratulations again to this this community, this team, uh, this coaching staff, Justin McDowell, these seniors. What a great job this season! Absolutely. Don't forget that coming up there'll be a community get together on Monday night at the football field for not only the baseball team but Sammy Ice and Denise Mockamer, the track stars that went to state so there'll be a community congratulatory celebration coming up Monday night that's at the football field at 7 o'clock so please be there for that Monday night at 7 o'clock these kids really deserve it on a personal note there have been a lot of rumors as to whether we would be back to do the games next year I can tell you now that we will be back to do the games next year uh, and we will be back for a third year of Waynedale football, basketball, baseball, and softball. Maybe some volleyball. And I know Louis Stanley wants to bring me in to do some wrestling too. Hey, so that that would be interesting. It's good to be wanted. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so our our thanks definitely to the Waynedale community. Also our thanks to our sponsors, our super sponsors from this week: Fredericksburg American Legion, who jumped in to help us this week; Clayzak Kitchen and Bath for helping us out this week. Thanks to them and all of our other sponsors that have been part of this endeavor. Apple Creek Bank, the Spidell Funeral Home, Yoder Builders, Apple Creek drive Through, Miller Custom Exteriors, PNC Bank, the Fire and Ice Club, Deb's Den, Murphy's Promotions, Dutch Quality Stone, Casa de Sassi, Harvest Market. We couldn't have made this happen. Apple Creek drive Through. we couldn't have made this happen without their participation and their help. And we thank you tremendously for all of that. And, of course, to all the coaches that have gone through this season with us, our thanks to, of course, Greg Mitchell, who is the owner and the founder of the website, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Our thanks to Chris Lapish, the athletic director at Waynedale High School. Our thanks to, as I said, all the coaches, Justin McDowell, especially Brandon Giles, his assistant coach. Our thanks to all of the help that we got through Highland High School, Tom Gibson for this afternoon's game. want to thank all of you to listen. Mandy Wanzik has just been outstanding for us this year, posting everything Absolutely. on Facebook. She has just been a dream to work with. And I told her this morning we would be back, and I said, I can't leave you high and dry. She says, well, then you'll be back for another 17 years. Because I've got a niece, and she's only one years old. So... You know, whatever it is, you know, we're, we're here. I hope you enjoyed the broadcast. 
really want to thank the Wayndale community for embracing us as much as they did. And again, as I said, we'll be back next year. So that's going to do it from here at Huntington Park. Your final score once again this afternoon. Highland wins the Division Three State Championship by a final score of 7-1. to Greg, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. First time you and I have had a chance to work together. <laughs> it is. So the Bears win it here today. Our thanks to all of you for listening here this afternoon. For Greg Mitchell, I am Dave Mitchell. Thanks for joining us. Once again, your final score, it was Highland 7, Waynedale 1. The Bears are the runners-up in Division Three high school baseball. Until next football season at the end of August, have a good summer, everybody. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball. Today's game has been brought to you by... The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 330-830-9760. The Apple Creek Bank. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. PNC Bank. The Fredericksburg American Legion. Clay's at Kitchens and Yoder Builders. And also by these sponsors, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg, and Shout Brothers Farms. Waynedale Golden Bears State Tournament Baseball is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com.